0: That's all I got.
1: Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt, A.K. Legionx, and welcome back to another episode of The Gap, the Generic Anime Podcast. Here on all your uh, podcast uh, for here for all your podcasting needs. I'm your host, with here my co-host Shane, A.K. The Beautiful One. How are you doing today, Shane? I got a fucking migraine,
0: boys. Let's fucking go.
1: Yikes. That sucks. I get migraines all the time, so I feel your pain.
0: I wish I was dead.
1: Fuck it. Did you take some Advil? I did, but it hasn't kicked in yet, so it still hurts. Oh. Alright, you should be you should be fine. Just wait for the Advil to kick in. It, like what you take it, like, like like ten minutes ago, like or something like like an hour ago. It should be kicking in by now. If it doesn't kick in, then it's not working. Then it's I'm not just working. Down an
0: entire bottle of Tylenol live on the podcast,
1: <laughs> or drink like ginger ale or something. Do something like do something. Don't tell the, me like- what
0: to do. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to help. Okay, never mind. Uh, with me, I have my co-host, Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer?
2: I had to work early, and I forgot to take my antidepressant, so I am
3: oh, floaty as
2: all hell. Damn. I am floaty as all hell right now, brother
0: man. He is what <laughs> we call as existing between the seams. He is, no, am, he, he is literally between two worlds right now. I am so anti-depressed, I'm
2: depressed, and I'm so he is, depressed, i
0: depressed. He is the link between worlds. Exactly.
2: That's now a on the Nintendo game. 3DS. I That's think. a 3DS, good right? game. Yes, it's 3DS. That That's like, a yeah. good fucking Zelda game. That is a good Zelda game.
1: It's better By than Link Joe. to the
0: Past. Fight me.
1: I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about that chain. I don't know about that. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, we have a wonderful show planned for y'all today. Uh, lots of stuff, actually, because uh, it's the end of a season, so we got our seasonal awards. We have some simul pubs to talk about. We guys got some. We got a decent amount of news, actually, um, as well as our featured anime of the podcast, which is one I've been wanting to talk about for a while, which is Blue Exorcist. It is a so, which is also a lot to talk about. So it's kind of we got a lot on the plate uh, this time around. I and mean, so, why don't we just kind of jump right into things and not not fuck around? any longer uh it another season has come to a close as the end of the spring 2023 season overall i have the, the same thoughts on spring 2023 that i had on winter i don't i think that still we're living in the shadow of fall 2022 being such a phenomenal season for anime that we that i th- i think as of right now this year is i already i already think that this year is not living up to last year i think that this year is a little weaker than last year in terms of quality, although there is still good stuff here. It I do is think this, fine. It, I think this season is probably stronger than winter, honestly. Um, I don't know if you guys agree, but I definitely think it is probably stronger. It is being um, hard-carried by
0: Vinland Saga for me.
1: Hard, it's hard. Oh, I mean, Vinland Saga hard-carried winter, too. but Vinland honest,
0: Saga man. carries everything.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, Shane forgot that it was uh, end of the season this yeah. podcast so he didn't watch anything fuck it we ball fuck it we ball he, he's, he's, he's going by opinions that of the, he's going by the opinions of the early, of early season stuff so let's go uh, Spencer what did you think of this of the season overall uh, did you like it more than winter less than winter um
2: I think it is equally as mid <laughs> equally as mid Maybe a smidge better than winter, because um, c- there was some good shit. It wasn't a bunch of garbage and with the occasional good shit, there was some real fun stuff. Um, But for the most part, this season was
1: fine. It was perfectly serviceable with some solid stuff um, and one too many isekai. As um, there always
3: is. As there always is.
0: What more than one isekai is too many isekai, let's be real here.
1: But the, like once you start seeing two or three, that's when you know it's like, okay, yeah, we need to we need to chill a but here's, little bit. Here's
0: the thing. Each season needs the one isekai, uh-huh. and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Next season, nope. we have Mushoku Tensei. There better not be any other Isekai, because <laughs> nothing no, else
1: dude, matters. We already have more than that, dude, because we also got fucking... Um, Isn't the Vending Machine we, show next season? Yeah, we have the Vending next Machine show next baby. season as well. Next yeah. season! And we also got a couple of other ones. We have a. We have the prerequisite Demon Lord Isekai next season as oh, well. Dude, there's like, Which is also there's an etchy. Like, we have like a, fucking, a Reincarnation one. We have... We have a bunch like, of other... We'll talk about next season We'll talk about next season after this, after the Seasonal Awards um, cause... Yeah, because there's like two or three shows I want to talk about There's but... definitely some stuff there's, there's, uh, there's some stuff there that I actually do want to talk about because some good stuff come in there, uh, but let's discuss this. Uh, let's start off with the one we always start off with, which is Best Animation. Shane, what do you think was the best animated show of the season?
0: I mean, Demon Slayer existed so it, whenever Demon Slayer exists it usually goes to Demon Slayer you're going to give it to Demon Slayer? I'm going to um, easy pick, safe pick Demon Slayer because, yeah, of <laughs> course. Who figured? How much of Swordsman Village did you actually watch? I actually have I watched like half of the season. Mm-hmm. And I know, I've know i seen some clips from later in the season. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's Demon Slayer, which means it fucking rules. Jesus Christ. Did you guys hear that? No, no I did not. Was that a thunder? What?
1: It was a massive thunder that uh, that literally shook my house.
0: Nice. So. Nah, oh, I'm in danger. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening over here too. Oh fuck, we're all gonna die. We're, we're all gonna, gonna die. die. Danger. Uh oh. Uh oh. Stinky. Stinky. Uh-oh.
1: But yeah, Demon Slayer. I- I'm about to make a hot take. I don't think this season of Demon Slayer was particularly impressive. Uh no, from a visual perspective. Like, almost like this
2: arc wasn't particularly <laughs> impressive. It's Fuckin really up. difficult to follow up the red light district uh with anything, to be honest.
0: Now honestly, I know they announced the Hashira training. Oh, we'll do, talk about that one you Do you, get you the news. fucking what do you think it is? <laughs> it's a it, it's a sh- dude, they've confirmed it's a fucking full core, dude. They're <sighs> Man, they're really making eleven episodes out of nine chapters.
1: <laughs> they, they, they're doing it. Oh. They're pulling a
3: One
0: Piece.
1: <laughs> Demon Slayer is the new One Piece confirmed. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, I think, no, I, when I, t- when I, like, for record, I actually really liked this season of Demon Slayer. I think it's probably my least favorite season thus far, but I really liked it. The issue I have is that I think visually it doesn't do anything particularly new. Uh, it doesn't, it didn't, I didn't think it was as impressive, compos- like, uh, composition wise as, uh, as last season. I thought last season with the way that the compositing and the animation all blended together was insane. This season I don't think it had any of that, and I thought that the actual direction was also weaker, too. I don't know. Something about this season felt off. Uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, it felt it felt a little bit weaker to me than your st- standard Demon Slayer stuff. Uh, Spencer, what do you think ha- had the best animation of the season?
2: Best animation of the season, I am going to give hmm. two. I'll say Magical Girl Destroyers, honestly. Good choice. Solid uh, choice. Very unique animation. We all expect the compositing and the, the effect work and the animation of Demon Slayer with Ufotable's anti-tax money uh, to be good. We all know it's going to be good. It's Demon Slayer. But uh, this show is just... it's It's always a surprise when a show
3: like this comes out and the animation actually isn't terrible um but it's it's also weird that it came from this company
2: like like bibbery animation studios uh, yeah. the first thing they did was fucking azure lane and they did the second season of quintuplets Um, Oh, the one that kind of looked like poo. Correct. Yeah. So it's weird that it's this well animated, but it's mostly it's animated through style. The show just plays with different animation stylings and types. Um, And it's really, really, it's a treat to watch. Um, But honestly, it just it stuck out. In a sea of um, serving God in a godless world. Um, and uh, Birdie Wing. And as much as I love Birdie Wing, that is not a, an animation powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, honestly, Magical Girl, Magical Girl Destroyers probably has the best animation, in my opinion.
1: Uh, uh, to me, uh, there's only one answer for this. And if you uh, have been following me over the season... This probably shouldn't come as a surprise, but best animation of the season goes to Heavenly Delusion, mm. um, which uh, consistently impressed fra- its the, the entirety of its run uh, with some of the best Sakura of the year, um, some of the most dynamic framing, uh, best storyboarding, and some really, really fanat- fantastic action scenes across the board. If you've not watched Heavenly Delusion, by the way, please watch it. It's one of my favorites of the season. Um, it is Fun. It's done, by the way. It's completely done, and it's on Disney Plus. Go check it out. Yeah, give Disney um, your money. <laughs> um, and it is wonderful it's wonderfully bizarre, wonderfully dark and twisted, and it also uh, has one of my favorite episodes of the year as well. Um, so go check that out if you can. Uh, go check that out if you can. I'm shocked Shane didn't go with
0: Heavenly Delusion. Uh, I, did, although I, I don't didn't know. Watch more. enough of it, dude. You should have watched it, dude. I've... Listen. You're right. That's it. That's the end of discussion. You you should watch it. Watch it by the end of the year and have it on your like top ten of the year
1: because uh, it will it will show up there. <laughs> let's talk about uh uh let's talk about some uh uh let's talk about some surprises uh this season uh there was a couple now this season overall did have some stuff that uh, did have some really strong like original stuff uh so Spencer, what was your biggest surprise of the season? Uh, my biggest surprise is uh Dead Mount Deathplay.
2: Oh, um, this
1: one. Uh, the, uh, the Reverse the Isekai.
2: Reverse Isekai uh, based off of a light novel series written by Ryogo Narita who uh, I will talk about in the upcoming season actually. Um, it's it's I am a sucker for Reverse Isekais because they are so rare and like to be more specific, they're rarely done well. Um like, Devil's a Part-Timer really is the only reverse isekai I can think of that's like legitimately good. Um But this is just as a as a big fan of Naruto, you know, I'm I'm a big Bacano head. Um as much as I hate Darabara for personal reasons, um it's it still it fucked my wife. It fucked my wife tails. <laughs> Uh but it's just Deadmount Deathplay kind of came out of nowhere as this this very stupid but very fun, overly graph like overly violent death game. And if you know me, you know if I see death game, I'm kind of obligated to watch we, we it. We love
0: I, a good death game around here. We
2: we love a good death game around here, because most of the time they're just fun schlock. And this was some fun schlock with, some, with a, the right amount of humor mm. and people being absolutely butchered. Show rules.
0: Hell yeah. Shane, what was your biggest surprise of the season? This was a show that I had really no expectations for going in. I was like, oh, okay, this seems like, you know, my typical seasonally uh, annual slice of life show that I'm just going to vibe to. And... Yeah, it kind of blew my expectations completely out of the water. And that is Skip and Loafer. Oh, excellent choice. Although I didn't put it as my surprise because I
1: called that this was going to be great uh, from the staff alone. So I was disappointed by that. The the thing Um, about
0: this is that I didn't know the the staff going into it. I was just like, oh, OK, you know, this looks like literally this is my slice of life of the season. I'm going to enjoy it. It probably won't be anything special, but I'll still like it regardless. (laughs) boy was I wrong because not only is it a very pleasant show and has uh, some of the best character relationships of the entire year this thing's an animation powerhouse when it wants to be like the staff list is extremely impressive and the detailed nuanced character animations are uh, oh that's a good shit right there it's
1: it's one of my favorite kind of shows where there's it's got sakuga for no reason Mm -hmm. like why why is this why is this show the one that has insane sakuga? It's just people talking.
0: It just it, like, it, it it just do. It just has it.
1: I love it though. I love shows like that. Um and yeah, Skip to Love is actually one of my favorite shows of the season as well. I called it was going to be really good though from the start of the season because of the director who's an insanely talented director he also wrote this it was a big passion project for him and you can tell um however my favorite my biggest surprise of the season is another romance show from uh, like "Sights of life show from the season um which this season by the way was a really strong one on that front lots of really great romance shows if you've not seen insomniacs let's uh, after school, please fucking watch that it's so good um, but it, that's not my pick for surprise because I also knew that one was going to be good. My the one that surprised me because this was not on my radar and I watched this super last minute because I was I was not originally on my watch list, but everyone was telling me to watch it, and I ended up really loving it, which is my love story with Yamada Kun at level nine nine nine.
2: I've heard that one's really good, actually.
1: It's like, super fucking it. cute. It's really funny, and it's my favorite kind of thing. It's really well animated, but has like it animated with incredible storyboarding. Um, it uses it, it. It really likes to use like. Fu- it has snap zooms. It has depth of field. Mm. Um, uh, that's how you know it's a good sh- good anime when it's using like actual fucking fucking camera techniques in its fucking show. Uh, if you don't know what it's about, um, it's basically about uh. Uh, no, it's uh, fuck it. It's about uh, uh, a girl who was who a girl who's a gamer and she was dating another person who was a gamer. Uh, they break up. She's depressed because of course, um, she decides I'm gonna lo- I'm gonna like, go into like the fucking game MMO we used to play and try to get him back because normal person behavior. Yep. Um. And she runs into a fellow member of her guild, who's like a massive, like who's like a huge power gamer and like one, basically like one of the best players in the entire game. Uh, and they end up, uh, and the two of them kind of end up forming a rapport because she's, of course, depressed over losing her, uh, or losing her boyfriend, and he's kind of like an anti, so he's kind of really anti-social, introverted. Um, and it's kind of them forming like a, this, int- like this relationship, and it's really sweet. It's really funny. It's got a really, really strong direction. Great, a- great, uh, voice work across the board. Highly recommend this one. Actually, if you've not watched it, it is. I, I think this one is done as well. I also highly recommend checking this one out. Uh, it's it's based on... It, you, it, I know it's good because it's based on a web manga, and those types of romances usually tend up to be really good. Watakoi was in the same... It's in the same genre of vein as Watakoi, and I really oh. li- loved that show as well. So, uh, uh lo- But with every surprise, must come a disappointment. Spencer, what show disappointed you the most this season?
2: What show disappointed me the most?
3: I. I don't have one. No, wait. No, Come on, yeah. man. Not the Kona Super Show!
2: Oh, I fucking forgot! Not, I not, Megami, that. not the Man Show! Mind, never mind. So, okay, so... I genuinely am not joking. Because it's not on my list of anime that I'm currently watching, I genuinely forgot it existed. Yeah, uh, that's cognitive dissonance at its best, baby. I, I put it under the Later tab, yeah, so the Konosuba Megamin show uh, proves that as much as Brunrit loves Megamin, she cannot handle a show
1: on her own. Nope, she cannot. This it is turn- my runner-up, by the way. I was really disappointed by this, too. It turns <laughs> out that the, the
2: group dynamic is kind of what sells them. But the person that carries the show is Kazuma. Because Kazuma is not a part of that world, and he gets to play off of everybody else. A Megamin show, before she knows her one spell, which is her character trait, the joke is that she only knows one spell. Sounds boring is, as fuck, not gonna lie. It's boring as fuck, Shane. It is one of the most boring anime I've ever sat through Kinda, the
0: first, like, four it's or five liter- episodes. It's literally you take a show that's... Biggest core strength is its ensemble cast. You take away the ensemble cast, and then you make a singular character based around the show, and you take away their one character trait. Like, what's what? What is the point? It's what is tra- the goal?
1: It's Konosuba trying to be Little Witch. That's what it is. Because it's got all. Because it's also set at a school. You have a bunch of other magic users who also want to learn magic. So it's got a bunch of. It's got a. It's got a bunch of like fucking witch, like, it's basically Little Witch in Konosuba. Um, and also, but... the other witches
2: have, like, zero character development. Outside of Union. Outside of Union, but Union's Who's from, also from the Konosuba? Who's show, from... yeah. She's from the fucking show. You can't, she already has p- technically future character development, but p- previously watched. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yun-Yun is given character development. I love Yun-Yun. She's a sweetheart. Megaman is genuinely despicable. She is an unlikable character in this show. Like, like, not even, like, funny asshole. Like, no, you're just being a dickhead to your classmates and Yun-Yun for no fucking reason. That's, that's not funny. You're just a bully. And it's, it is so disappointingly Mid. Like, will I go back and watch this show? Sure. If everything else on my list is finished.
1: (laughs) Literally, you've got nothing else left to do.
2: If I'm on my deathbed and somebody said, Spencer... We'll give a million dollars to your friends and cure you of your super cancer if you finish Konosuba the Megamin spinoff. I don't know if I'll be cured of ca- super
0: cancer, I'll be honest with you. But dude, it's super cancer. They don't have a cure for that.
2: Not yet. Not until Megamin does explosion and it blows
1: up all the
0: cancer cells. Oh yeah! Damn, it's
1: a, it's like super chemotherapy. Imagine it you is. have a
0: cancer patient. And you're just like, hang on, I got just the trick, and you just like stuff a grenade in their mouth. I mean, that, that is one worry. way to cure the cancer. If they're dead, it there is. can't be
2: no cancer. That's that's that, that, that's a true statement. But yeah, now that you're reminded to me,
1: God, that show's bad. Yeah, uh, I don't think I, I I don't think it's I don't I don't think the show is. That bad, I think it's mostly just exceptionally boring. I think it's just mo it takes what it ta- and, oh, and it and it also looks kind of like shit. Um turns yeah. out if you change studios multiple times, your show's going to look bad. Um um, uh, although that's not surprising, Kona Super has always looked wonky as fuck on TV. Um Shane, what was your biggest disappointment of the season?
0: I got two picks, and I don't know which one I want to go with, frankly. Uh... you gonna make it a tie. You know what? I'll, sure, fuck it. Fuck it, we ball. I'll tie it. Uh, so, my two picks for biggest disappointments uh, for me, as someone who has read both of these manga and really, really enjoys both of them, is very disappointed with the way these adaptations went. And that is Mashal and Hell's Paradise. Oh.
1: Thank God, because I have the same tie it's Mashal and Hell's Paradise as well for me. Um, because this is the season where fucking anime, where- this is the season where I, where anime adaptate where, like, we got a bunch of highly anticipated anime adaptations, and the majority of them weren't actually that great. Um, which really blows. I think the one,
0: that I think the bigger stinger is Hell's Paradise, which we'll oh, get yeah. into first. Um, whoever uh, at Mappa thought it was a good idea to adapt the entire manga in 13 episodes, I want to have a chat with, because no. It's the whole Thing? It's, the, yeah, whole it's the whole thing, whole
2: thing, dude. I didn't realize it was the whole fucking kit and kabut. Cabo- oh my For god! For context,
0: what... Hell's Paradise on. is 116 chapters in 13 episodes. This is,
1: this is Tokyo Ghoul all over again. Um, and I, ha- however, I have not read Hell's Paradise, so I do not know how I badly have. they fucked it up.
0: So it stings even How badly even more. did they fuck this up? Oh, um, oh my god. Actually, uh, it,
1: okay, so Shane, if you're wondering, episode 12 ends at episode 40. So, no, they did not actually cover the whole manga in like that episode amount of time. Huh. It just has okay. fucking okay. stupid. It's just covering like fucking six chapters in an episode. They're That's still strong. not great. <laughs> Yeah. yeah i think okay my issue with hell's paradise adaptation is actually less of the show it's is less of its pacing i think it's mostly fine i think the issue with hell's paradise is the fact that it's a fucking wonky ass production uh the thing I, I i i could i don't think it looks that great i don't think visually it looks that great I think it's one of Mappa's weaker looking shows, and it's clearly suffering the brunt of being a show that was released when Mappa has got way too much on its plate. It has got Kaisen starting up in a month like a cover like a fucking week or so. Vinland was airing the same season. Uh, and it's it's such it, and Chainsaw Man wrapped up two months ago. And from what I understand, the Hell's Paradise team is the same team as that was working on Kaisen and Ch- and Chainsaw Man as well. And clearly. There and clearly they were putting their put stuff behind Chainsaw Man and I send over Hell's Paradise, and you can kind of tell it's got it, the like the, the like the co- like the compositing's not great. I don't like the, the visual style's kind of murky and ugly. It's got a couple of really good cuts. I think some of its early episodes look really impressive visually. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's just an issue of the show. Does for the fact that I've heard that the manga this is based on is one of the great shonen manga of like oh, the past yes. several years. Oh, I've yes. heard it is fucking incredible. Um. The fact that it got an adaptation this kind of wonky is really bad. I'm I'm hoping what they remember like now there's 13 episodes. They like clearly they haven't adapted the whole thing, so maybe they'll turn it around if they continue it past this. It's doing very well for them, so I think that probably they will. Um, but let's well we'll see. Mashal, let's talk about Mashal because this Ma- is just man, a, we
4: know Marshall exactly what went wrong with
1: that. this one.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: we know exactly what's wrong uh, it's, It looks it's crazy. Like a it's, it, it's crazy too Because we have a Shonen Jump property Being adapted by A1 Pictures Which is the same as we're covering today <laughs> <laughs> And the show we're covering from 12 years ago Looks hands down above and beyond better than this mm-hmm. It's so I'm... crazy to me how this fucking played out
2: I would use the term, and I mean this in no hyperbole, this looks, and I quote, infinitely better than
1: Mashal. Like... I don't know what the fuck happened okay sh- i love how we all we were all drinking so much copium because Sane called it out first when the first teasers and trailers literally that, that pv
0: dropped and i'm like guys i don't know about this it looks off and everyone's like no, 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 it'll don't don't be fine like, how much copium
1: were we huffing oh, you guys were huffing, high as fuck <laughs>
0: i was huffing maximum copium because i i was personally invested in that fucking show in that oh, I IP. I was too, believe me, but then I saw the PV and I'm like, mm, I don't know, man, this looks I rough. like
2: to hold on for hope. It's the small part of me that has, has not been crushed like a submarine at in the depths of the
0: ocean. Okay? That's too soon, man, that's too soon. We're billionaires, who gives a shit? Fucking... Don't visit the <laughs> Titanic!
1: They—they
3: they do. A they, knew what they were getting into that's cheap and we'll
1: like a shrimp. Fucking, <laughs> like, they knew what they—they they do what they were getting into. Let's move on. You're not okay, literally everything. okay.
0: So, so uh, fun fact: um my boss at work has been literally talking about the submarine thing nonstop for the last week. And literally, oh, yeah. the only thing I ever said about it was like, "Man, can't wait for the Netflix doc in like two years." I mean, no, are
1: already so. making one, dude. It's yep. going to be like in six months.
0: Yep, that makes yep. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming?
1: Literally, <laughs> and everyone's going to watch it, and Netflix is going to be like, "The it's the most watched Netflix." But it made it, it made just, one
0: billion it, net dollars.
1: It,
2: it it's the most
0: watched documentary dollars. in human history. It, beat it made a net fl- it
2: made a net flillion dollars. <laughs> a net flillion dollars, exactly.
1: <laughs> it has beat Morbius for the most more billion dollars ever made. Damn, that's um, impressive. That's a lot. That's a lot of. That's a lot of more billion. That's uh, so My much problem with match was that it looks like a fucking slideshow. Um, is the the animation is very rough and it does. It's it's one, It's an adaptation. It's an adaptation that's so. It's very paint by numbers. It feels very very standard fare. Um, uh, which is interesting because outside of that, it seems to be. It 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 has, <laughs> outside of that, it seems to be adapting the manga day decently. Like it actually, you know, fucking has decent pacing. Um, and actually makes it, and actually, like, like, fucking adapts it in a way that makes sense. I don't know. uh, I I don't know when it'll come back. I don't know who to blame for this. I don't know if it's just a lack of time. I don't know if it was just the production behind the scenes, uh, the director. Uh, I don't know who exactly to blame here. I'm hoping they improve the quality for season two. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, In the meantime, just read the manga. (laughs) Which is almost done, I think. Uh, um, no, dude. It is,
2: we'll talk about I'll, I'll talk about it.
1: Is it like done actually
3: done? or I will oh. say this: The main villain Where is, is defeated. the
2: th- th- the premise of the show that was set in the beginning has been filled. If mm-hmm. this does not end in like
1: two chapters,
0: then... oh yeah, okay, yeah, I yep, a hundred percent,
1: okay, yeah. and all, and all, and, yeah. and also, um, yeah, and it I just one? looked it, I just looked this up. Uh, apparently, on July second, there will be a super climax chapter in Mashal, which will be a double length, forty page chapter. My guess, okay, is that's, that's, that's the, the final chapter,
0: chapter then. The, the, yeah, that's hundred percent the end. Then. Like and it's ending like, on so July second. Like, I think thanks, that's God. when it's ending.
2: H- and uh, honestly, yeah, no. That's next, next week, so, so it'll be like recording. Next week. Uh, it next will week.
1: end. Ne- is ending next week, so more yeah, than like right. calendars. If you've I'll not read Machel, right. this is literally the perfect time to catch up. Like it is, <laughs> dude. The f- th- okay,
2: minor spoiler, minor, very small spoiler. The main villain has this super spell, okay, that's gonna destroy the entire continent, so. Hmm. The villain is defeated, and he's like "Silly mash if you even though I am defeated, the spell will destroy the co- the continent. So what does Mashal do? Our friend Mash burn dead, runs to the end of the continent, gets in the ocean, and then does what the the manga calls the continental kickboard." and moves the entire continent out of the way of the spell
0: that's that's peak that's peak fiction right there
2: the and it is played completely straight the continental kickboard is officially a thing in that universe why because somebody said so and that's that's what i wanted from mash from marshal okay why not
0: man just why not
2: I wanted my my stupid Harry Potter dumb bullshit and I got, as Matt said, a the Continental show. kickboard.
0: I told you, Shane! <laughs> it's That's the why is it Lance saying it? Lance of all people's like, that's the continental kickboard. But
2: that's the joke is then fucking his his Lance brother's... saying
0: that with a straight face doesn't make it's, it an
2: actual thing. thing. It's the not... Fucking love Matt, but this is it. This is what I'm talking about. This is what this should have been. Dumb fun. We should have been laughing every week
3: over the newest Mashal episode. Instead, nobody talked about it because it was mid. It was pretty mid.
1: No, no, nobody talked yeah, nobody talked about it because it looked like a slideshow. Um but we we'll, we'll, uh but uh let's talk about guilty pleasures. Uh Shane, what was your guilty pleasure of the season?
0: Oh god.
3: If you have um one, You know what? I'm gonna say NA for this one. Cause you No, yeah, I can't.
0: Like all the shows I genuinely enjoyed, and they were actually like varying uh, amounts of good. So I I can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh Spencer, what was your guilty pleasure of the season? Um I think as much as
2: I, I would love it, I would love to give it to magical destroyers. Um it has to go to Birdie Wing season two. Birdie
1: right? Wing's like actually good though.
2: Like that's it's, not it's Yes, but I have to tell people that <laughs> I like Birdie Wing. It's because of and the
0: Continental Kickboard, bro.
2: It's because the Continental Kickboard, dude, ruins everything, okay? Birdie Wing, for all intents and purposes, is a show that freaks and weirdos watch, okay? And yes, I am putting the anime pope himself, Jeff Thu, as a freak and or weirdo. And well, he, he is proclaimed so f- and weirdo, it. though. Exactly. He knows it. We all know it. Birdie Wing is stupid, and every single minute that I watched is joy. It is like it is like waking up on on Easter morning to like somebody's making you know scrambled eggs and like pancakes. It's a delicious Easter breakfast, and you know that it's bad for you. You know that you really should be eating healthier around this time. You know Lent and
3: all that bullshit, but you don't care because fuck you. It's Easter. <laughs> what the fuck that's it that's it, brother man Lent yes. and all Lent and all that uh, bullshit
1: uh, <laughs> uh my yeah. choice for guilty pleasure is magical destroyers because uh, okay, so to give you some context uh this sh- i uh I finished this show earlier today as of recording. I watched the final episode. I can safely say, uh, this show did kind of shit the bed. Uh, by like the last couple, like the last three or so episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but I think in retrospect, I should have seen that coming because Magical Destroyers is a show that is isn't re- that no, is a is a Magical Destroyers is a show that I'm not really sure what it wanted to be throughout the majority of its run. However, I don't really care because the style and the actual like nature with the nature of the show with the style and the way that it decided to just put throw it's it's style of storytelling which was throw darts at a dartboard and see what ep sticks and fuck it this is the show. Um I kinda loved it. I kinda loved it to the end and I d- had an absolute blast watching it. Uh, it's a it is a delight it's a delightful time uh, if you don't think about it for more than like five seconds. Um it, it is the epitome of fuck it we ball. it it is we a ball. fuck it we ball show. Uh, which means Shane would love it. Um uh uh, so let's talk. So now we get to our best and worst. We'll start with worst. Spencer, what was the worst show of the season on your? Uh, own? The worst show was My Home Hero. Uh, yeah, hands down.
4: Um, I
2: okay.
0: So I watched a few episodes of this just to see. Why?
1: Why? Just to
0: see. Why I, I needed a pick, bro. It. I needed something.
1: Is this is your worst as well, Shane.
0: Oh yeah, this is just dog <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs>
2: I it's... enjoyed, um, Serving God in, in a Godless World more. Because <laughs> at least it had the audacity to know that it was shit. And play into it. There's this is grimdark.
1: Sh- this is so grimdark, bro. It, I hate this. It's,
2: it's, okay. I can handle a good murder mystery. Okay? I can handle a good, um,
1: opposite whodunit. I forget what the, the... Colombo. It's like it's it's like a it's like what Columbo is. It's not done it. It's like a detective chase story. It's like oh we know who did it. It's now we need to figure out the person needs to figure out how they did it. Type thing. Exactly. Except
2: this is more like we know who did it. We know how they did it. But how are they going to get away with it? And it would be really really cool if it was animated.
0: (laughs) If it had animation. There is no if it was
2: animated well. If it, no, if it was animated. No offense to the to that studio. Tezuka uh,
1: Productions, by the way.
2: Yeah, Tezuka. Yeah, thank you. Who
1: no did Dororo? By the way, this
2: is. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm fully aware. They're they're not a bad production studio, but Jesus Christ, was this bad? I've heard the manga slash light novels are good, um, but this just. You want to talk about a slideshow? This was an Excel PowerPoint.
0: Like, look, I wouldn't even give it that. I wouldn't even give it that, dude. Mm -hmm. Would you
2: give it like a Windows Movie Maker 2006? I I was
0: going to say this is like motion tweening.
2: Okay, see, see, I was going to say this is like an unregistered Hypercam 2 uh, Mario Let's Play from like 2009.
0: Like a Mario 64 machinima? So you mean the f- original era of b g n
2: correct but um it's... ah, uh yeah, no, dude, my home hero's bad. bad, um, it's like it's badly animated, it's a stupid story, uh, they do nothing with the premise, uh, it's a bad mystery, it's a bad who done it, and the characters are stupid <laughs> and and like. This is coming from a man, as I said, I love mystery shit. I eat that shit up. Fucking Babylon is still one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. And that is a serious mystery. This is what we call bad. Um, And not even fun bad. Like, like, I hate to bring them up, but the ending was done by Dizzy Sunfist, who is infamous for doing X-Arm music. Oh, yeah. Keep in mind, their music is still tons of fun and is like the only shining spot in the entire show because it's just early, it's just late 2000s pop punk. And who doesn't have a soft spot for that?
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: But everything else in that show is bad and should never be watched by any human beings or aliens. Especially aliens. Please don't nuke us. I, I, I wouldn't let Moose sit down and watch this.
1: Well, Moose is a wholesome boy. This is too violent for him.
2: He doesn't need to know how to commit murder.
1: Yeah, Shane, Shane, how how bad was my home hero to you?
0: <laughs> anyway, it's bad bad
1: show. Um I think it's I think it's problems run deeper than just that of the bad animation. I also think it's poorly written edge lord garbage. Um I don't think it's written very well. Oh yeah. Um it has it has the it has it has the same it has the same energy as like it has the same energy as those like as like someone who just like imagine you're like 13 and you just watched a Quentin Tarantino or a Guy Ritchie movie for the first time. Um it has like that energy if that
0: makes sense. And you're oh like, wow, God. it's so relatable.
2: Matt, do you know what it is? What? It's it's the era of like Mario goes to GTA. Yes! Exactly that. It's that kind of edgelord fucking yeah. vomit. Wahoo,
0: yeah. motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, like this this feels like a case sort of came out in like 2008 or something like that. Um uh it's not my worst though. It was one of the, it's one of the weaker it's definitely one of the, like one of the worst shows of the season uh however i watched an episode of this just uh just like just to like say i watched it and uh, i don't think i've ever wanted to gouge my eyes out more Worst show of the season by a good landslide is the kizuna ai show uh forgot got this existed what the fuck was this um
2: marketing, it was marketing what
1: it what was this um. So let me give let me give you some let me give you a uh pitch for the show. Here's the here's the here's the here's the here's the rundown of what the show is about. Uh, the show takes it. Five years have passed since uh Kizna AI has like vanished. Like you go, she fucking she <laughs> goes like she goes Luke Skywalker from the like the Force disappearance Awakens level of Kizuna
0: vanished.
1: AI. <laughs> it's literally that and fucking uh fucking so like. But ever, and everyone's like, oh, we all love Kizuna AI, because she's, like, amazing and stuff, and it follows this A- this like, fucking, um, this character named Miracle, who's an aspiring virtual artist, and she attends this school for virtual artists, which implies that their AIs are sentient, and they go to school, saying, um, well, that which... That implies that they're real? <laughs> yeah. Even though okay. they, even though they specify that Kizuna AI is an AI and doesn't exist. Okay. So <laughs> um kind of and and the goal is to win they want to win the prestigious Lapin Door at the virtual Gr- uh, Grid Awards, which also implies that there's a cans version of fucking AI stuff, but okay. Um and, and, and it's basically it is a, basically an idol show disguised as a Kizuna AI show. Uh, it also looks like ass. It's got bad CGI everywhere. Uh, it's just the, It is the. No. It is a. Sh- it and I am so 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 shocked to find that which studio's name is on this. <laughs> and it's like, why? What happened here? What actually happened here? I need an autopsy. I need like an actual like full.
0: We like, need a full like FBI them. investigation into this.
1: <laughs> we we need to figure out anything? what the fuck happened here. This isn't so much a show as it is a full-blown murder scene. Something happened behind the scenes here and I want to know what. Uh cuz it's uh, uh what and probably you know what it is, the fact that the director of the show had literally has only one credit on MAL and it's that's the director of this show. Um Praise
2: so be to our Lord and Savior uh late stage <laughs> capitalism. Wasn't there an in an, an, an episode where they talk where they talk about like shilling for crypto or NFT? Yeah, no, yeah, like the, show's c- Ew. <laughs> Ew. the show is
1: pro NFT and pro crypto too. Ew. Ew. You know what I think? This show is a this show is a money laundering scheme in disguise. That's what I that's it's my guess. pyramid scheme. Disguised <laughs> <This
2: guy's laughs> <that's> as an anime. <laughs> it's a fucking it's a a fake show it's a fake it's not real it can't hurt you it's vaporware bro it doesn't exist it it doesn't
1: (laughs) exist it's vaporware it's so bad though literally the war honestly good 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 contender for maybe the worst thing I've actually seen this year just in general like it's really it's that bad guys it's that bad um it's it's a it's an absolute disaster but now let's talk about best Ah, uh, Spencer. What was your favorite show of the season? What Wish was the for best show? Mercury. Oh, suit Gundam. Wish for Mercury. Excellent Damn, choice. Witch excellent from choice. Mercury.
2: Mobile suit Gundam. This show fucking rules. It's the best. It is so so bad. User- so best! It is so user friendly. From like a Gundam standpoint, you can watch this and have zero to fuck all knowledge about Gundam. All you need to know about Gundam is that robot. People go in robot. Big robot. Big robot go... (laughs) The latter get Uh, the robot. It's like, it's so, it's like a Gundam mixed with, um, uh, fucking, um, uh, Utna, mixed with, like, a political thriller. This season really,
1: do- this season really doubles down on the fact that this was written by Okuchi because there's a lot of code Gios shit in this season. Yeah, this is very
2: much Gios coded, as some people on the internet. It's it's Gios coded.
1: old Geass? It's giving it is giving code Gios, but the thing that really astounds me about rich from mercury is the fact that this season this season in particular this core in particular really doubles down on the fact that this is the freshest that gundam has felt in so so long um Mm. this 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 feels like this genuinely feels like that the that like the like the massive boost of serotonin that the gundam franchise like needed like this is the this is the most fresh, the most unique, the most uh the most original Gundam series I'd argue since like turn A in nineteen ninety eight. And it like, is an It's, yeah. it's not, like Turn it's A or like G Fighter. Well G Fighter I I I mean I mean, G Fighter. Like I, I say Turn A because Turn A has some very significant differences from the standard Gundam formula. Mm. Uh, which the standard Gundam formula is, as such, uh, there are two factions. Uh, one are usually in space. One is on Earth. They don't like each other for whatever reason. Sometimes it's political differences. Sometimes just because one of the sides has psychic people, and another time it's because one of them is actually aliens. Um, th- you. It, it depends on the frame. It depends. The I heard so hard at my fucking screen. Uh, yeah don't worry don't worry about that last one. Uh but uh but uh it's weird? uh it it but it'll but like but like there's a couple of Gundam shows that have deviated from that. Like obvious, but he, and and one of and by the way G Fighter is not one of them because that has multiple factions. Um yeah, okay. That is a multiple-faction thing. There's only two, in my experience, that I've really deviated from that, outside of, of course, the Gundam Billfighters, with our Yu-Gi-Oh! with Gumbla. Um, the... Uh, is Turn A, which is the only Gundam series set during peacetime. Uh, the the show opens, and it's peace in the galaxy, so the war... So it's less of a war and more of, like, a revolution or, like, a skirmish. Um, And then Witch from Mercury, which is... How do I describe it? It's almost... It, 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 it is a systematic takedown of late-stage capitalism and the military-industrial complex that also happens to have, like, really cool Boba fights because they're in, a, like, a school setting. And it's... And it's so unique and different. It's got one of my favorite protagonists of the year, is yep. Um Saletta. It's just... It's so good. It's so good. You can talk about more of a Go ahead. I mean... T- The show
2: is just really, really, really good. Nothing, uh, I have to think about it, has been so adamantly anti-capitalist in its messaging. Like, there's no subtlety here. If you own a conglomerate, you're a piece of shit. You are making money off of the death mutilation, dismemberment, and serious bodily injury of of hundreds, if not thousands of people. And you don't get to be the good guy. You don't get to say, oh, well, everybody else is doing it. You don't get to say, oh, well, actually, you know, we're trying to save people, when really, you're only trying to save your own people. In this case, it's Spacians and Earthians. Okay. Um, you, the, the two characters, Stiletta is such a naive Bambi deer to headlights when you first meet her. She's this adorable little scared, like, puppy. And you just want to root for her because she deserves better. And then as you learn more as the show goes on, and like the the last episode of the first core, first half, first, um, you realize, oh, she has some deep-seated mental issues that she needs to work through, and then you realize everybody has deep-seated mental issues that they need to work through, and some of them choose to work through it in completely unhealthy ways and that's not okay and it takes the naive the naivete and genuine kindness of solida to break these people out of their shells and get them to learn to act in a more noble way sure solida has her issues i mean so does she's Miriam's. a gundam
1: protagonist of
3: course she's she a hasn't.
2: gundam protagonist i mean but she's not she's trying her best and It shows that in late-stage capitalism, the people that unironically get hurt the most are the people that are genuinely trying to do their best. The cynical people aren't going to get hurt because they know how shit it is. The people at the top aren't going to get hurt because they're at the top. But it's the lower people that are just... they, They have a passion and they are doing their best, and they're going to get shit on, and life sucks. But, there are some good things about it, and that's why I love Mobile Suit Gundam Witch from Mercury, because it is a breath of fresh air, and it makes me really appreciate the ways that Gundam can go. The stuff that you can... It isn't just a Mobile Suit Gundam show, because it has it says the word Gundam in it. It's a Mobile Suit Gundam show because it still has the core of Mobile Suit Gundam while being its own separate thing. And I love that people are allowed to do that with this um,
1: IP. All right. Shane, what was your favorite show of the season?
0: Benman we- Saga, now. next question.
1: It's my. It's mine as well. Uh, Vinland Saga is also mine, uh, which Jesus is still Jesus fucking Christ. Did you expect this core to be better than the first core?
0: I mean, knowing what was coming, having read the manga, yeah, yeah. And like, but let's also, be did you real here. To
1: do, did you expect them to adapt it
0: this well? Uh, like, honestly, it was fifty-fifty. And frankly, perfect adaptation.
4: Yeah, they not even of... not even
0: joking. There is. Absolutely zero flaws with this fucking adaptation. They adapted the source material fucking perfectly. They did. Agreed. I I'm so happy with how this turned out. I think it's
1: it's it's pretty insane how like I love the first season of Inland soccer a lot. It was one of my favorite shows of its year. After this season. I'm just come on and say it. I think Vinland Saga, if it continues this trek even once it gets a, if it gets a third season into like the Baltic Sea stuff and it continues this level of quality, is going to be it is an all-timer. Like an all-time great anime just out of the gate. Like I think there's something if it is like this is this is the kind of rare show that we get like once a decade. Uh, if you know what this season reminded me of Shane and how like how much like it improved my opinions on the sh- series as a whole. This reminds me of the second season of Mob Psycho. Yep, 100%. where like the second season of Mob Psycho was like even better than the first you, one. I was just you like, you know what, this might be one of the my one favorite shows
0: of all time. It's the same thing here. You thought season one was great, and then guess what? Season two makes it look like ass. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh, and my favorite thing about this season of Vinland is that they ended up making the most compelling season of anime, and it's got, like, no action. It's all dialogue and imagery and vibe. It has, that's like, all it two is. fight scenes,
0: and that's it.
1: Yeah, and it's all character development. It's all slow burn character-centric drama. There's even, enti- like, the first episode is a great example because the first episode is almost entirely, there's this entire section of the show which are just wordless, and I love that. Yes. Just a lot of quiet. And I think it really, it it, it 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 it's all there to put you in the mindset of of Thorfinn. And like I said, this, oh. and, I, and, I'm, and I called it too, this season weeded out a lot of the casual anime onlys, and they did it like all oh, a lot We're of good them, riddance we don't fucking need a them. Lot of them dropped it i know for i know and i know a couple people in real life who ended up dropping the show because they just could not handle the slow burn stuff at all like they i think the farthest i know someone she got in like until like episode 16 or 17 and she was like yeah oh, and she's she dude. dropped it come on uh, Yeah, she got, like, more than, like, two, like, base that far in, and she's like, you know, I can't, she's like, I can't do this anymore. They've clearly, like, like, what, and I, and I explain it like this. I explain it like this. If we've, if Vinland Saga is a great example of a show that uses its animation as an extension of the feelings and emotions of its lead character. The reason why the action scenes in the first season were so over the top, were so, like, anime shonen esque was because that's what thorfinn want because that's how thorfinn envisioned them and saw them he was on a quest for revenge he saw he re- he got raised in a society where violence was encouraged and he you know he got he got raised in a society where the where his the version of mass the, the his version of masculinity was kill as many people as you can um and, and, and what, and that get, and of course, at this season, he doesn't have that anymore. His, his revenge was completed, so to speak, and now he feels nothing about it because it wasn't satisfying, obviously. Um, and now when the violence does show up, it's quick, it's brutal, it's really disturbing, and it's, it doesn't really last really too long. It, it doesn't last as long either. It's just kind of like a bink, bink, and then it's done and over with. And it's just like shit. Like it's, it, and it, it's all there to put you into Thorfinn's now like completely changed mindset it's such a great you... psychological deep dive into the character of Thorfinn I don't know I think Thorfinn might be one of my favorite characters ever now I need to oh are you fucking
0: kidding it. me all timer MC right there that's my fucking yeah. guy that yeah, he's my he's my le- he's a legend bro that's my fucking guy you would not believe the violence it took to become this fucking gentle that is, yeah. that is Thorfinn's fucking character arc, and it's so you're, you're, good. The, the
1: amount of people I have killed um, to become this gentle. Uh, all right, and that's our... our that is that's the, uh, that so is so the spring 2023 in the se- uh, season in a nutshell, but of course, it's time to move on to the next season of anime, which is summer 2023, and there is some stuff in this season. There's some actually strong stuff if you do a quick... Search on it. So we're just going to. We'll talk about. Once we get into the next episode, we'll. some a lot of Tough War premiered. We could talk about all of that then. But uh, let's just go through some of the stuff we're looking forward to. Shane, what are the three shows you're most looking forward to next season?
0: Okay. So. I'm going to try. I'm going to.
3: Man. Are you going to try like, to avoid
0: sequels? Because there's a lot of good <laughs> sequels here. I. I don't know. Because, like. Kaisen, Bushoko Tensei, fucking Bleach, Bleach,
1: Horamiya, Bungo,
0: fucking devil Devil is is a part-timer.
2: By the way, just side note, uh, y'all are not
1: fucking ready. Oh, they've confirmed the length of the next season, by the way, is only 10 episodes for Bungo. Yeah, okay, no. It's 10 uh, episodes and they confirmed no flashback. They're just going in, eh? They're just jumping Uh, right into it. No more. None of it. They're not doing it anymore. You fuck.
3: (laughs) Are not fucking ready.
0: I'm probably not, no. No. Okay. I'm going to give four because my my top three are sequels, but I want to mention the one uh, new show that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, that of course being Zom 100. Oh fuck yes!
4: Yeah, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I have been really impressed with all the teasers and trailers
1: for Zom. By the way, I've this manga is really good. By the way, so I'm really glad that it does look as good as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm been really impressed with how it looks. It's a brand new studio, but it's got a great staff on it. The premise, of course, is amazing. I don't know, just it looks really good. I'm really,
0: really ha- I'm really excited for Zom. I think it's gonna be great. And then my top three. Uh, mm-hmm. Mushoku Tensei Season 2 because Mushoku Tensei uh, is like ReZero slime level uh, good-ass isekai. That first season was mm-hmm. great, and I can't wait to see where they go with the second one. Um, mm-hmm. Kaisen Season 2 because we all know what's coming. We all fucking know what's they happening. They
1: confirmed that season is 23, by the way. 23 episodes.
0: We all know what's fucking coming. Yeah. yeah. Also, it looks incredible. Also, those teasers point. have looked fucking amazing. So... A new art style, dude. New art style. And of course... Why? Because I have brain rot. Fucking bleach, dude. <laughs> Let's fucking okay. go. Alright, okay. okay.
1: so, suspension... So, shake, 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 Did you watch the fucking... PVs? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so, as someone who has read the manga... They are showing Bankais in this that weren't in the manga? And I'm... I I am I'm, I was like we're officially heading into now original Kubo territory. Let's go, I would, I say,
4: boys.
2: So, are they basically letting Kubo make the ending he wanted to?
1: Yeah. Fuck, that's incredible. I mean, hey, if I don't know he, how much it's going to cover. According to what Kubo has said, this core is going to cover less than the first season covered. So my guess is that we're going to get. It's going. I still think. I think that this is probably going to be a little bit long. Like a, I think that this is just going to be like a certain number of fights. And I think I know it's going to end. But uh,
2: my we'll secondary question is, uh, how hard does the music go, dude? <laughs> how. Sido Soggy Sue is
3: cracked. Okay. Yeah. Would you dude, say dude like top tier Soggy Sue? I'd say so, yes.
1: Okay. All original yeah. music. He doesn't reuse a single track from older stuff, by the way.
0: Wow, that's impressive. Mango's, All hard. Original music. Mango's fucking yeah. hard.
1: A lot of original stuff. Uh, the music he uses for the fight between... Uh, I forget his name. The captain of... The, the 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 captain of the entire soul, the head of the whole soul society, whatever his fucking name is. Oh, I think um, Yamamoto. The, um, Yamamoto yeah. versus Yark. Um oh.
3: The music there is so good.
1: God. That
3: fight was insane, God. <laughs> Man, um,
1: I'm so glad that I fucking like... read Bleach, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Don't you love that you're into? You love that you're into Bleach now.
0: God, Bleach is so good. I I
2: really need to get... I really need to just start... Uh,
1: again. Spencer, which ones are you looking forward to?
2: I am glad you asked that. You can uh, name I, like three. I will. Uh, one, the um vending machine isekai. Of course. But, because... <laughs> oh, it's very Spencer-coded. It's very Spencer-coded. It is... Uh, Man gets resurrected as a vending machine and a big, strong, small lady just carries him like a fucking backpack. And he just, he just speaks in vending machine terms and it looks stupid. And
3: I'm just really, really excited to be like, I'm just, it looks fucking dumb
2: and I love it. It is Spencer-coded. Um, the other is Undead Girl Murder Farce, um, which I keep on seeing, and it looks really fascinating. It's done by the director of Kagia. Um, oh! It, it, it's, it's the director of Kaguya, uh, 2013 Rosen Maiden, um, did some, like, did... Um, uh, is this record of Grand Crest War? mhm yeah record what um but it is about it's set in the 19th century in which there's like vampires and golems and werewolves and some like of that um and a person a young woman has her head de- she gets decapitated in in the start of it and with her half human half demon like butler and her maid they basically travel along with the uh, they travel through 19th century Europe to find her lost body and uh it just it's it just kind of struck me it had a really cool uh you can watch the PV I'll uh, I'll link it after the the podcast it looks dope uh and it's on Crunchyroll so it's exciting and The other one that I'm excited for, and I talked to our good friend Soul, a.k.a. Nick, is uh, Fate Strange Fake. Oh. Uh, So it is a fate, however, the big thing about it is that this is written by Ryogo Narita. Oh. This is written by the as i've stated the pokeno person the dead mount player. yeah that makes uh, sense the dorarara um and i said hey do i need to know anything about fate and he went not really as long as you know the concept of fate i'm like cool sounds good i'm only watching it because narita uh it looks fun very fun um And you know what? I could always get into Fate eventually. And why not get into Fate by getting into a spinoff?
4: All right.
1: Uh, uh, outside of the sequels, which by the way, the sequel I am most looking forward to obviously is Kaisen with a close runner up being Horimiya piece, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, yep, yep. Uh, the uh, uh piece, there's a couple of, there are a couple, though, there, no, there are a couple of originals that I'm actually really looking forward to. Obviously, first one is Zom. Uh, that's probably the one I'm most excited for because it looks fantastic. I have the manga it's based on is fanta- is really great, and uh, the animation in the trailers have looked consistently bonkers and really well animated. Um, The other two are shows that I'm looking forward to simply based on staff alone. Um, The first one is Ayaka, a story of bo- bonds and wounds. Uh, which is a show from Studio Blanc, and it is directed by Nobuyushi Nagayama, who was the director of one of me and Shane's best favorite directed shows of 2018, Happy Sugar Life. Uh, oh, he's back shit. with another show. Um, he also directed Uramichi Onisan, by the way. Did you know that? Um, I, I forgot. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, he did. He yeah. directed that as well. But he is coming back with a new show called Ayaka, um, and it premieres uh, this next season. He was also a storyboard artist on, he was a storyboarder on, uh, Re-Z- on ReZero, uh, to boot. He's been a lot of those, uh, he's, uh, Ayaka is a fantasy series. It's about an orphan who encounters a disciple of his dad, of his, uh, of his, uh, of his, uh, recently deceased father. Uh, he takes him back to his birthplace, which is not, which is, called Aki uh, Ayakajima, which is set which is a place that's made up of seven islands where these mysterious beings called Mitama and dragons are um and he meets his other the uh, father's other two disciples and then they have to work together to save the seven islands which are apparently being attacked by some kind of mysterious force it is in a it is a I don't know a whole lot about it because outside of that because it is also a complete original it's got more source material um it so I'm really looking forward to it I want a good fantasy series and I'm hoping that this uh lends into that and the other original we're looking forward to is the is my happy marriage which is a show that takes place in the 19th century Meiji restoration era um, and it's from Studio Kin- and specifically because it's got- it's from Studio Kinema Citrus, who as we know, uh, does mostly really good shit, um, and it's got music by Evan Call.
4: Oh.
1: Um, uh, and who, uh, is you know who is a legend uh if uh my happy marriage is specifically about a you know, it takes place in the 19th yeah again 19th century Manji restoration era and it follows our lead character who's Mio samori who is a character who is born without supernatural talent in a world where people where people are born with supernatural talent and she is forced into existence of servitude by an abusive stepmother. When Miu finally comes out of ma- comes a marriageable age though, her hopes of being whisked away to a better life crumble after she discovers her fiancé's identity, Kyoka Kyodo, a commander apparently so cold and cruel that his previous would-be brides all fled within three days of her engagements with no home to return to, Miyu resigns herself to her fate and soon finds that her pale and beautiful husband-to-be is anything but the monster she expected. It's a fantasy. Ro- it is a fantasy romance series, and I'm just looking forward to it. Based on staff, I hope I, uh, staff. I have seen the PVs. It looks very, very good, and a much better romance than that fucking GoHan show that is coming. I was out this about season to say, baby,
2: well. I'm watching that day one second one. Oh, is That's GoHan's
0: great. back? Spencer Joe Hill just
1: back Pegasus go fan it exists uh, did you see that pic clip that went around twitter a little bit ago of like the th- of that t- of that one take anime thing where like it looked all warped and weird and shit did you see that like run around twitter a little bit I, ago
0: i mean i'm not really on twitter anymore so no uh okay. let
1: me find the clip uh let me just say uh as the okay. One... All right. Here's the clip, Shane. It's like a little. I I don't know how. I It's like a minute long. I'll send it. Here's you inside. So here it is inside chat. Ah, uh, just take a look at this because this is go. This is Gohan. Who let Gohan's cook? Because whoever let them cook, it needs to be fired. Um but <laughs> it, but you don't understand. What the fuck is that? Dude, it, it looks so gross.
2: Why
0: are man's I'm, turned into a fucking giraffe for a second, his legs are contorting and shit.
2: It's I like need to watch went, hold on, I'm
0: gonna watch this again. It's like somebody went, hey, is, so bro, you know how is, like this, this is the go hands business model.
3: <laughs> it is
2: just make okay, go hands. Go ahead, real just quick. Make,
0: okay, just make the weirdest yeah. looking shit that'll go viral, and people just watch it. I'm gonna watch
2: it anyways because listen, I still haven't seen Handshakers. I'm saving that for the podcast whenever we watch it. But I have seen Man's Liz, legs
0: got the fucking fish eye effect,
2: <laughs> which is terrible. Uh, Scars of the Praetor, which was completely not great, but still Mid. fine. Mid mm-hmm. and Copelion, which is like the only good one they've ever done. Okay, yeah, if, mm-hmm. stick stick
1: to doing backgrounds. You guys make really pretty background art. Yeah. It's a if shame. You wanna know, this is, a show directed, is the show directed the guy. This is the first show. Uh, this is the first Go show directed by the director of K since K finished. Um, mm. oh, uh, uh he uh, he's he is back. Um, and uh, I think the reason why they're going with that weird. Uh, that weird animation that will go viral is because the actual premise of the show probably wouldn't make people watch it. It's literally about a guy who falls in love with a girl who wears glasses and at some time, sometimes she forgets her glasses and can't see anything. But she, so she squints her eyes but and she thinks it's cute.
0: Dude, same. No wonder they I... contorted this man's legs. No one would watch it otherwise. <laughs> fucking, uh, As... fucking, don't you... Why Don't you love romance? The- I, have, I, I swear, I'm watching this clip on repeat because I'm just fucking mesmerized by this shit. This is the Gohan's <laughs> <them> business model. <laughs> literally. Listen, Whoever let them
3: one cook these,
2: is burning all the food, dude. <laughs> one of these days, Gohan's is going to come out with a good show and I will be the first person to say, I
0: told you so. Okay. Why is, it's this, why is the tempo of this walk time. cycle so fast? Like... He because to, they need to, to
2: keep up with the camera, bro. They need to go viral. Okay? Th- this the is man not how people like, walk. The man watched, like, one fight scene in fucking Taboo Tattoo and went, yes, the camera should always be moving. If I it stops that. moving, people can see that we can't animate.
0: <laughs>
3: okay. All right.
2: So we're watching, that, that, that's a day one watch, right? Oh. <laughs> It's a day one watch because it's Gohans, and I'm <laughs> a, a satist. Remember, a yeah, well, uh, uh, remember Wiz?
0: Yes, I watched oh, the whole thing. Oh my god. I watched the yeah, whole Gohan's thing. Yeah, Gohan is them, it's the handshakers. with it's I the handshakers, Wiz. I legitimately think I blocked Wiz from my memory.
3: <laughs> I literally said Wiz, Shane. Dude. I said
0: Wiz... Scars of the Praetor, Copelion. I didn't hear the Wiz part. The Wiz part was the one part I didn't hear. Because Wiz is a And then literally, a shitting... until, literally until now I forgot that Wiz even existed. It existed. I felt okay. confused. I thought I would have been more confused if I would have seen
2: Handshakers beforehand. Like...
0: I completely forgot also that Wiz is a direct sequel to Handshakers. Yep. Direct sequel
1: zoo mama as we so say. let's talk about let's talk about manga shane any
0: manga you want to talk any uh any uh, uh sample pubs you want to discuss One one piece wasn't a crazy this week because there was no one piece this week yeah one piece is on hiatus because uh oda is it taking... C. oda
1: oda got surgery he got he got surgery so no one piece for a while which uh you know what? It's going to make it's going to make our jobs easier. We don't need no one
0: piece. Yeah. But Not until then we'll the end so, of we'll July, we'll also spiral into depression because there's no one piece. Don't worry, the next chapter is going to be a banner, trust me. He's going to come back. He's going to come back swinging. You know what? I have a feeling you're right. Outside of One
1: Piece, anything you want to talk about manga wise?
0: Uh, has anyone caught up on My Hero Academia? Yes, I have.
2: Brother man, I still haven't started reading it again.
1: I mean i uh, I mean duh, um fucking. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I have caught up,
0: Shane, what do you think, finally, the toga shit, yeah, finally, toga. toga has returned,
3: also am- lol, I- lol, I- lol,
0: rip, uraka. ripping pennies
1: <laughs> rip, ripping, ripping pennies, taraaka, maybe probably not, uh. But, uh, yeah, it's, but, no, I do, uh, fucking, well, it it seems like that the fucking, we're back with the Toga stuff, because the Dobby stuff seems mostly done. Um, uh, we're mostly, the Todoroki family drama has been mostly wrapped up for now, so we're on to Toga, which means that after Toga is probably All Might versus All For One, round two. Yeah, can we finally get
0: Iron Might, please? (laughs) Iron Might,
1: um, where, he's he's uh, gonna die like he's dead right he's gonna die dude he's gonna sacrifice himself he's gonna get get, Deku's gonna go big mad um and then he's gonna fucking rage against the machine I guess um
0: despite all his rage he's still just a rat in a cage where's my homie uh Dr. Compress
1: Compress got... compress got Yeah, he got... He's been in jail for the entire arc, dude. If you remember that. Like, he got Bring arrested. Bring him back. Bring him back. Oh, 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 Compress... I don't think Compress is coming back because Compress seems to be very content just, you know, staying away from the fight. He's like, I, I, I'm, I'm... I'm not gonna and be that there. good. And and that's why I like him. <laughs> that's such a sm- smart... Dude, we need more characters like that in fiction who are just like, that's your problem. I'm not going when, there. Like, Why <laughs> do you think I love... Tengen Uzui so much. Because the <laughs> motherfucker
2: gets get his arm cut off and loses an eye and goes, you know what? I'm, I'm good. good. I have I'm three good. wives. <laughs> I'm gonna go spend time with them guys. Deuces. And he doesn't show up. He fucks off. Do You love, I mean, you love like, to have fed.
0: three wives. like Yeah, three hot ninja wives. He's literally drowning in pussy. Like, man's literal the definition of drowning in pussy.
1: They don't call him pontoons for nothing. And and that's why he's, like, the best character.
0: Yeah. In I love that
1: man. Also, he is stylish. He is he very is. stylish. He is, he is very stylish. Spencer, anything you want to talk about from manga? Uh,
2: uh Mashall is almost done, as the I said. The continental uh, kickback.
1: The continental <laughs> the kickboard. kickboard. The Continental Kickboard. Matt,
2: Matt, do you wanna see the panel that says? Yes, please the... show me this okay. panel. I
0: must have witnessed it's it's the the going to put it with my kickboard. own eyes.
2: I'm gonna put it into podcasts with oh, zero context for everybody else, okay?
0: I mean the last co- the last message in podcasts was June twelfth at 736 pm and it's just bloodborne. That,
3: that move, is it. That's the continental kickboard?
2: The continental kickboard? Lance saying it with a straight face doesn't make it an actual thing. You used to be the serious one. Literally, what, I was. I was, process, I was in the process.
0: I was. I was in the process of reacting the same way Flynn was, and then I got down to the Flynn panel, and I'm like, "Damn, yeah.
2: That that's why I'm like, just wait until, just wait, because Flynn is the exact. What well, that's not a real thing. You used to be the straight man, the continental. <sighs> kickboard. He's literally kicking his feet to propel we, the continent. The continent. What else would you call it? Uh mashal rules. It it uh once mashal has gone, it's gonna be a sad
1: time. I was
0: reminded. Oh, they'll just replace it with a manga that'll get canned in six months, so
1: I know the yeah. the I know that the uh, I th- the next one I believe is the the author of of Hi- of uh, Hinamano Sumo is coming back to write a new manga for Jump. I don't know what it is. Call me intrigued Hey. Um, hey uh, I, no, uh, fuck it. I need to read the manga for that because I know the anime cut out a lot. So like. Mm. Hey Shane.
0: Yeah, what's up?
1: Do you remember Zipman?
0: I fuck dude. Don't remind me. Because it makes me we sad. Have,
2: we have to be sad sometimes about what we lost. We lost that. We lost a uh, Ghostwriter Paradox. Yeah. Um yeah. We, we lost Phantom Seer. We did lose um,
0: Phantom there What the fuck?
2: Like, like you know, wh- when, uh, when is is the Golden wee guy gonna start his hockey manga back up again? Just give me that. Just give it I, that. Don't
1: we? D- it's gonna be like later in the years, in the fall. So yeah,
2: but uh, Mashal's good. Um, IMO, IMO, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Are we all caught up?
1: Yes. yes. I'm on suicide watch. I'm on suicide watch. It's it's rough out here
2: right now. It's I rough just, in these streets. I just, like, the last thing that I remember seeing is, like, that panel at the end. And I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, it's rough. No.
0: It's rough
1: out here for you boys.
0: Gojo, no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Gojo is about to be uh, uber dead. Gojo is about to be more than just crystallized. Let's just say that uh, he's a. You have to, be, have to uh, be. Gojo dual. about
0: to be atomized, bro. I was to say he's about to be evaporated. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be turned into a puddle, into fucking, a, a fucking paste.
1: Good, a good. It's like good. Fucking this arc has been so rough. We lost. Fucking Megumin. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. lost. I no mean, no might, we might lose Gojo. Mhm. Nanami is not around anymore. Fuck. All my all my characters are going. Not mean, all yeah. the goats yeah. are just
0: dropping, dude.
1: What am I What am I supposed to do? What am I What 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 what, what am I supposed to do? What is What's what's happening here?
0: We can at least like... keep puffing the copium that uh, Kugisaki <laughs> might be back. <laughs> Kugisaki <laughs> I listen. That is my <laughs> maximum copium. Think I the like, huffing
1: copium.
2: Please bring my girl back. I just. Need I, I think back. she might
1: be back. Maybe I don't know. I'm probably just huffing insane amounts of copium right now. I don't know. I, I saw what kite.
2: I <laughs> saw what I saw. What I think was fan art of her, and I'm just like,
0: please, man. That was back when she had my, both of her eyes.
2: <laughs> bring my girl back. She yeah.
0: deserves the world. This is, yeah, it's been,
1: it's been, it's rough out, it's rough out here right now for Kaisen fans. Let's just That's say fantastic. that. It's, a, it's rough. I'm having uh, a rough time. And Black Clover
2: is
0: really good. We need to watch the movie. Yeah. We do need
3: to watch the movie. Is the movie good? Is the
0: question. I have heard
3: it is excellent. It is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, Black
2: Clover is good. Um, very very fun. Uh, the Black Bulls are back, baby.
1: Squad rolled up. The top review on Letterboss for the Black Clover movie is Asta has that motherfucking dog in him.
0: I mean, what else what five. else needs to be said? Four out of five. What else needs Four to be five. said? Four out of five. Four out of five seems legit for a Black Clover movie, let me just say. Yeah. That seems about right.
1: No. Then, no, it's that, and then followed by another four to five review, just Mary Leona and all
2: cats. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. That yeah, also yeah. sounds fair enough for a Black Clover review.
1: Black Clover fans are so predictable. I love it. Oh
2: yeah,
4: dude.
2: <laughs> We're like a fucking pull doll where you just pull it and you get one of like seven different phrases.
0: One track mind, bro. Yep. One track mind. Let's move on to some news. Um, do we have uh, let's a get lot th- of news?
1: We have one, two, three, four, five pieces of news. Um, lightning round. Um, uh, two of which involve trailers. One of which we'll talk about now, and one of which at the end. I'm assuming both of you have seen them because they're big trailers. Yep. So let's get the biggest. Let's get the biggest one out of the way first. Let's talk about the live action One Piece because the trailer for that dropped. Um, oh yeah. Let's talk about this. Um, so Netflix's Todem uh 2020, uh twenty twenty three event have debuted the first teaser trailer for the live action series of Ichiro Oda's One Piece mangas on Saturday. The teaser also announced that the te- that the trailer will premiere um on August thirty first, where all and we'll be dropping all eight episodes on that date original creator oda is serving as an executive producer slash showrunner uh he stated in may that the series would not launch until he is satisfied he added that each and every entity is involved as for and is working in sync he clarifies that the series will have eight episodes as opposed to ten originally imported the cast includes anaki godoy mackin emily rudd jacob romero gibson Tas Skyler, Morgan Davies, and Aiden Scott. Netflix is ex- is exclusively streaming the show. Uh, so let's talk about the trailer. Uh, everyone, ha- everyone, and their mother has a take about this trailer. It seems. Um, so uh, uh, so let's let's start with Spencer. What, Spencer, what did you think of the trailer? It's only like a minute and a half, so not a whole lot of footage to go off of. But no, um, I think. As the resident
2: One Piece expert, as we all know, I've seen yep. all the movies. Yep. Every uh,
1: every movie, the entire manga. Yep, the entire manga, the every entire game, anime. Including the Japanese-only ones.
2: That's true. I actually taught myself Japanese to uh, he, play those games. He went to Japan to watch the stage plays. It is true. I actually have a couple of the uh, the limited edition um you know, copies of the pamphlet that was signed. He
0: went by to the One Piece Oda. store in Shibuya. I think he knows I, what he's talking about. He has I met know, A okay.
1: Oda in person.
0: I did. I actually know the ending of One he Piece. He
2: stole the manuscripts. <laughs> I did. The reason why he's having surgery is because I laughed so hard I spilled beer in his eyes. It was. <laughs> It was very unfortunate. he was
1: stealing the manuscript for yeah, One
2: Piece. Yeah, I'm very sorry, Oda-sensei. Uh, did not mean that. Um, but no, honestly, uh, I watched it, and I went, Yeah, this is One Piece. Looks, looks fine. Uh, I am the most tentative I have ever been, because I have been hurt before. Cough, cough, Cowboy Bebop. Um, I don't think it looks bad. Um I it looks expensive it That's looks very sure. expensive um it I really like the set design um uh Iraraki Godoy is Luffy I am hundred percent he's him and Zoro are you know great perfect casting perfect, perfect casting uh some of the other people I need to see more of honestly we didn't get a
1: whole good look at um Nami. Usopp, Usopp and Sanji, and though music. they look really good, though. Yeah, they look particularly really good. Usopp. I will say that Usopp yeah. looks fantastic.
4: The yeah, costume like, work
1: on him is stellar. Very much,
2: I liked what I saw. However, I will still be tentative because this is Netflix, and we can't have nice
1: things with them. So because as the, have nice things with most live-action animes. So most
2: as fine. the resident One Piece. I have the manuscript. No, Matt and Shane, you cannot have it. I promised Oda-sensei I would keep it in a safe. In an undisclosed location, okay? I'm sorry. You can't have it. Uh, I say this One Piece trailer looks like One Piece. I will watch it, and hopefully it doesn't make me want to fucking kill myself. ok commit seppuku. I will Uh, end my own life with a gum-gum pistol.
1: Shane, what did you think of the trailer?
0: I think this has the potential to either be the greatest thing known to man, or absolute dog piss. And there is no in-between. Zero in-between. There are parts of this trailer that look really cool, and look like there is a lot of potential. And then there are parts where I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know about that. <laughs> if this makes me concerned,
3: so I'm uh, what you would call mixed overall." Mm-hmm. My, my, uh, I, my, I I I think ahead. uh, this just proves that uh, Zoro will continue to be the best part. Uh, at every time. Hmm.
0: And there is no if ands, or buts. I am not taking questions at this time. Thank you.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Because fucking um, Makenyu as Zoro. Just that's fantastic. One the ages. That's one phenomenal the ages. casting. Phenomenal mm-hmm.
0: casting.
1: Um, I really yeah, phenomenal casting. The fact that Makenyu is also like an actual like swordsman too. Like he mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. trained and shit. So. Like he, like he does. I'm pretty sure he does most of his own stunts. So clearly, he knows what he's doing here. And I like his, I like his rapport with uh, Inaki Godai a lot in the little bits we saw in the trailer. I think that they, the two of them, already have like a really good rapport. Obviously, Inaki Godai is going to kill it. I even if this show isn't good, I'm convinced that he as an actor is going places because he already oozes a fuck ton of charisma. Like he's really, I am really into what what he's doing here. Uh, he's got the youthful, like, energy of Luffy down pat. And I like the fact that he's not... All, he's also, like, not really playing down the fact that Luffy is also kind of an arrogant dickhead at the start of the show. um, Which I appreciate. Um, I, mean, I need to see more of the rest of them, though. I'm excited mostly for Emily Rudd as Nami. I think that she, from what I've scene of her in other places will make an excellent Nami. Most of my uh, thoughts on the trailer are very similar to Shane's. I think there's a lot of good stuff here. I think visually it looks really great, particularly with the practical ships and the practical sets and the fact that it looks like it was actually shot, like, in places and not in a green screen, Um which is really good um because Bebop suffered from that and looked like half of it was like shot on a soundstage. This actually looks like they, you know, went out to, like, a location or, like, an actual place and shot it, which adds a sense of tangibility. Most of my issues with the trailer tend to be, one, in the fact that I think that they're clearly trying to edit around certain stuff so they don't spoil too much, so some of the editing in the trailer was a little wonky, and that probably didn't help matters. And the other thing is that I am still not fully convinced on the live-action looks on some of the characters. They showed a bit of buggy, and I hate it. Um, looking oh, live-action buggy jump scare. Oh, <laughs> I I I always forget. By the way, that his that's just what his nose looks like. That's not like a fucking. He doesn't have a clown nose that he puts on every morning. His nose just looks like that. He just what? has a massive red nose. Live. He action, was born with that.
2: Live-action buggy to me.
1: He looks like. And the,
2: I... He looks like. Oh. In like, especially the shot that, that uh, that's in the trailer reminded me so much of the live action Cowboy Bebop that I'm just like, oh, this is, th- that looks bad. There's
0: definitely some Bebop energy here at points.
2: Yeah, definitely. and I'm like, that's, and I'm like, that's not, like, Bebop, mm. for everything that I can say negative about the live action, which is a lot, there was bits and pieces of good things. In that show. But it's... Fucking... It feels like... Like... They need to hit... A Marvel quip level. You know? There needs to be a, a punchline or a zigger. And like... Most of what I've seen... In the manuscript for the ending... Is... Um... Not Marvel quips, so you guys are safe yep. there, okay? Good. Good uh, wh- One Piece is built off of background gags and, like, absurdity. Not Marvel Avengers one-liners.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Which is why I'm hoping that it's just the trailer doing that for editing purposes. Uh, to try to market... They're, because they're definitely trying to market this to people who have never seen One Piece before. Um... Did, uh, did
2: we see Smoker? By the way, did he show up?
1: Nope. nope no, not yet. Smoker, they, smoker has been cast. Smoker is going to be in this, but uh,
0: I mean, the show also comes out at the end of August, so oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, we still got probably a lot of time. We still probably got a lot of time, a lot of time. Um, but yeah, Smoker is probably showing up if they do. If this is supposed to be all of East Blue, like we're assuming, um, then Smoker is probably going to show up near the end. Or 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 they're saving Logetown for an inevitable season two if they ever get to that point. They've released the budget for the show. It's $150 million, so this better do well. Well the um, qu-
0: okay, the thing is I think Logetown is going to be in this season because mm-hmm. near the end of the trailer there's the shot of the five of them with the barrel on the Mary. So and that's yeah. after they leave Logetown.
1: Yeah, so it's probably that uh, that's probably like the end of the show. That's, that's probably, probably where like, they're yeah.
0: ending the season and then they hit the red line.
1: Yeah, that yeah, sense. that's probably yeah that's, that makes sense. that's probably that's probably what it is. I think the thing again, the thing that's really I think making me excited for the show is just the cast. I think that the cast looks excellent, and this show showed and this trailer showed enough of Inaki Godoy and Makanyu and that I that I know for a fact that at least those two they're gonna kill it. Like they're perfect casting, already set, ready to go. And the first episode we already in the note we know that the first episode is adapting Romance Dawn. We know that. Um,
2: oh, the, the, the prequel kind of what? It's the
1: Shanks stuff. It's the backstory. Yeah, episode. okay. They're doing that for... They're starting with romance, dawn, which means that more I than just, likely we're going to see the Shanks stuff as well.
2: It feels like there's a rapport. And everything that I see behind the scenes of, of the cast of the Straw Hats is they... There's a rapport there. They're actually friend... Friends slash friendly with each other. And mm-hmm. that's necessary... Because, as Shane pointed out, the scene with their feet on the barrel, that's a big part of that arc is well, that I, this crew is together.
3: That's basically the formation fine.
0: of the crew at that point, is mm-hmm. them with the barrel because they're all showing, they're all like sharing their dreams with each other and they're all like, okay, we're going to help each other. It's
3: the
1: most important moments of the manga. So, like, yeah.
0: Don't fuck it up, is all I'm asking,
1: please. I'm hoping for it. We still got to August 31st. Uh, so, thirty first, and of course, we will be there to watch it, good or bad. We will still be watching it, so whatever, I guess. Um, so, like, uh, so, like, let's move on to other, other news. Uh, where let's talk about Demon Slayer. Um, the eleventh and final episode of the Demon Slayer: Kimetsu no Yaiba Sword Vis Village arc television anime ended on Monday with an announcement that the next arc, Hashida Geiko uh, Hen or Hashira Training Arc, is getting a television anime adaptation character designer, chief animation director designer akita do do the teaser visuals that were in the trailer uh the demon slayer commission no Sword Sword visual art anime premiered on april 9th with a one hour special um and had to the deuce arc's premiere to have two specials for the previous demon slayer commission no Yabba, entertainment district anime aired on april 1st and april 8th uh so um, well, uh, they have confirmed since that this is going to be a full core. Uh, this sounds like a terrible idea. I'm not gonna, not gonna this lie to you. It sounds out.
0: dumb.
3: <laughs> I, I, why, why, why are they doing this? What's the point of this? Uh, pff, money? Don't Maybe? P-
0: but then if they wanted money, why wouldn't they just make it a movie again? Because of fucking...
1: Oh, but <laughs> it's a, it's a train, well, for... Correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't read the manga. So is the Hachio training arc doesn't have that much... A- is it literally just a training arc? Does it have, like, not much action it's, in it? It's, or? It's, it's just a training arc, dude. It's just the last so thing. So how would that be a movie that wouldn't be interesting
3: material for a movie? If It would work as, like, three episodes, maybe. Like yeah. what
2: they did in season one after um the the Mount...
3: The spider uh, stuff.
0: Yeah, the spider stuff. Yeah, where the um, their recovery is just the end of that season, so like last four or five episodes.
3: Yeah. it's four.
1: It's four episodes. That's why. What I that's why I assume they're going to do because right after this is the fantasy castle. So right. like, and that's like fifty chapters. So that's enough for an entire two core season. Um. So are they making this a full core just so they can h- and devote an entire like twenty-six episodes to Infinity Castle?
0: Maybe. Maybe. And also um, remember that there's usually two years between seasons, so we ain't getting this until like probably 2025.
1: They're really
3: dragging this out. They really want to make they're really dragging this out. They're really doing this. Well, We'll be there to watch it, I guess. Maybe they should go uh, back to tax evasion. Maybe they
1: should, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about other new seasons coming out, which is Konosuba. Suba. Uh, Karakawa announced on Thursday that Konosuba's God Blessing on This Wonderful World Three, the third television anime season of the main Konosuba anime, will air next year. Uh, Karakawa also presented an ultra teaser visual for the new season, which is literally just the main four characters running in a field. Um, yep. a previous anime director, uh, Takayomi Kanasaki will serve as chief director for the series season drive studio Dean animated the previous two seasons and JC staff animated the film. Yujiro Abe, um, who is an episode director on great pretender and Kaguya Sama is taking over as director for the show. Um, and Makoto Iwezu is again in charge of the series scripts and Koichi Kitaka is returning as character designer the first main television anime season premiered both it premiered in january 2016 and the second season premiered in january 2017 so this would be actually around like fucking eight years since konosuba um was like second, six is it like se- yeah like seven years since the second six, season was on tv of- which is a lot of time actually um uh, it's also interesting that they have a new direct it, it's also interesting that they have a uh new director on this season because from what I because I'm looking this up yes it is the same team as the Megamind spin off it's the same director as last time as well it's usually Abe, who seems to have been taken over as director entirely um I don't uh Josh is not here so he probably can't tell us what to expect with this season because he probably knows more about where it's going um hang on all let's, I know let's find all, all out. I hope yeah, all I hope for is that it's better than the Mega spin-off. Um, That's spinoff. Uh, it probably will be. Um, it has the whole cast. It has the whole game. The whole game is here. Everyone is here. Um, it's like Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, our next piece of news is a little bit one that I didn't expect was still happening. Um, and that's about Gundam Seed. Um, so Spencer, how much do you know about Gundam Seed?
2: I know that it is a divisive Gundam, and people either love the Gundam Seed or they hate the Gundam Seed.
1: Mm-hmm. And you do, yeah. You do know that Gundam Seed was at one point the best. Was basic was essentially the Witch of Mercury of its day. It basically reignited the Gundam franchise to like levels of relevancy it hadn't seen since the eighties.
4: Yes, uh, I did know that
1: it, it was a huge hit. Gundam Seed, the original Gundam Seed premiered in two thousand two, was a huge fucking hit. Um. Uh so uh and so uh here's what's fascinating. Uh both the Mobile Suit Gundam Seed series uh were the brain were the brainchilds of director Michio Fukada and screenwriter Chiaki Morosawa, who were a husband and wife couple who came up with the premise of Gundam Seed and basically made the entire series together. Um the first both series the Gundam Seed and then Gundam Seed Destiny were made by them and both were huge hits. Uh, it, they were big enough hits that a movie was actually going to be made of Seed, and at one point, Seed was considered to actually be replacing the Universal Century as the main line series for Gundam, if they had continued on that path. However, uh, so, well, for whatever reason, the Gundam Seed film languished in development hell for a very long time, likely because Seed Destiny ended up being so divisive among Japanese audiences that kind of killed all that. And then Chiaki Morosawa ended up passing away um, in in 2016, due to lung cancer. Uh, She had been working on the script for the film project for Gundam Seed for at least around 10 years at that point, because the film was announced in 2006. Um, However, uh, however, however, uh, for whatever reason, it just hadn't come to fruition. But Uh, According to this article, uh, the Bandai Namco group stated in his latest fiscal year presentation on May 10th that the upcoming Mobile Suit Gundam Seed film project is planned for release in the current fiscal year. Bandai Namco's current fiscal year ends in March 2024. The film project is part of the Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Project United initiative, which was announced in 2021. The initiative commemorates the 20th anniversary of the Mobile Suit Gundam Seed anime in 2022 and has several parts. It also includes a Mobile Suit Gundam Seed game and a Mobile Suit Gundam Seed in the Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Eclipse Side Story manga. The director, Mitsuo fukata who is confirmed to be returning for this, um, uh, is a it is a sequel to Mobile Suit Gundam Seed destiny if this releases it will mark one of the longest development periods for any anime film ever so spencer are you looking forward to this even if you haven't seen
3: seed before
2: i i think as a moment in history i kind of have to be you Mm -hmm. know you know i forget you said you're not a big fan of
1: Seed, right? I really like the first Seed. I The first Seed I really, really like. I don't like Destiny.
2: Okay. And that's what I've got. Is a lot of people, like you said, they either think it's fine, it's the greatest Gundam, or it's absolute garbage. Um, mm-hmm. But for pure spectacle, and the fact it's taken this long, and the passing of one of the key minds behind it like if it comes out i have to watch it just to be part of that moment in history
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: uh definitely highly recommend watching the original seed as well it is a great gundam it is a great gundam series um even if it does not a gundam series it is definitely i I think most of the divisiveness comes from the fact that it is a little bit more on the uh melodramatic side of gundam. It's one of their more melodramatic entries. If you're not huge on the melodrama side of Gundam, then you're not gonna be too into it. Mm. Um it very much leans into like melodrama, love triangles, all that kind of jazz. It very much does. Um uh, it was a it uh, it was also the Gundam show that really doubled down on every car- on on a lot of the beachy designs that permeated the Gundam franchise for at least a decade um so it it, it uh, uh it was all an attempt to try to make Gundam appeal more towards women because they had noted that the good that the that the female for Gundam had dwindled down even though that gu- women were the ones who saved Gundam back in the early 80s anyways um and, I and said, it worked women I'm gay I'm gay. And yeah, it works. It worked. Gundam seed is one of the more popular Gundam series with women in Japan. Um, and, and shot, unsurprisingly, ended up being one of its more successful ones. Um, so it uh, turns out, yeah, that's happening with Witch from Mercury too. Turns out if you want your Gundam series to be so sexual, just fucking appeal to women. Yeah. Yeah. Just do that. Um, okay. But yeah. But yeah, Gundam seed
0: is movies also- actually happening. Which is I, I got a hold of Josh, and he said what we can expect in season three of Konosuba more good shit.
1: More that's good all shit. All right. So that's all, okay. That's all I need to know. Our final piece of news is uh, something that pretty much dropped today, and that's the official preview trailer, the trail trailer for Spy Family Code White, which is the <laughs> film. Uh, that which is the first film based on spy family uh the staff for the spy family the staff uh the staff for spy family code white film began streaming this trailer on sunday at 11 59 p.m to visual and chief animation director kyoji sano drawn in theaters debuted on june 20th the film is confirmed to be opening on december 22nd it is an all-new work with an original story that is written by tatsuya endo and he also created original character designs for the film which studio and global works are returning to animate with Takashi Kitagiri directing and Okichi and Achiro Akuchi screenwriting. Uh, Kazuki uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Akuchi, Akuchi. Yes. Ah, uh, so did everyone watch the teaser?
0: It's like yes. a minute. It's yes. Mm-hmm. It's not long. What do y'all think? It sure looks like a spy family movie. Which Anya, has it a looks gun. fucking great. Anya has a gun. Anya has. We. Th- it was white. only a matter of time. Let's be real.
1: What are what are you going to do? What do what what do like the to- the toddler has a gun. What what are you going to do? In what are you going to do? It's what she wanted. She's going to
2: shoot someone. It's bat. it's what she wanted. She wanted a pistol with a silencer. She's going to fucking episode. get someone.
0: Dude. She's she's going She's go-
1: she's going to be a spy. She's a spy now. She's like what she always wanted.
0: She's going to be a spy in
3: the family. <laughs> she's going to put she's going to put the pillow on the guy's face and go plap plap. plap. Exactly, plat plat. Like what <laughs> all oh, guns sound
0: like, man. Plat <laughs> plat. Fuck. Uh, anything is infinitely more funny when you give the child a gun. Yeah. Um. That's
1: true. Uh. Only, one can only guess what the fucking plot of this is. Honestly, I don't even know what this is. The about. The plot uh, is uh, that
0: Anya this? gets a
1: gun, man. The, the the plot the the fucking uh the the fucking I don't know what the plot of this is. I'm just excited to see my fucking. My, the the unhinged gremlin child get a with, fucking weapon with, <laughs> <get>. <laughs> with a fucking weapon. I don't know. Uh, fucking. Um, fucking oh yeah, I think it, on, it looks guys, fun. Space, we'll, we'll, clap,
4: more,
1: we'll, we'll probably get more info as time goes on. This opens in December, uh, which means it comes out. It'll come out here in like fucking February or something like that. Probably. Um,
4: yeah.
1: Um, So definitely going to keep an eye on that. And now let's move on to our featured anime of the podcast which is a show that i've been wanting to talk about for a while because it's one of my personal favorite shonen um so let's talk about it uh with, let's talk about blue exorcist directed by tensei okamura and written by ryoto yamaguchi It's studio uh it was made by a1 pictures and uh aired for 25 episodes originally from april 17th, 2011 to october 2nd 2011, and is currently licensed by Anyplex of America, and you can go watch it on Crunchyroll in sub only. I think sub and dub um, both are on there. Well, they added the dub finally. Um, um, you can go watch it sub and dub on Crunchyroll, and it is also, or you can go buy it from Anyplex from their in their outreach with their outrageous prices for four um, billion dollars. Uh, yeah, they're very and and with Blu-rays that are also oddly very difficult to find. They haven't re-released these since 2011, so it's very difficult to find them actually, uh, which kind of sucks. But whatever. Uh, now, uh, Blue Exorcist follows Rin Okumura, who is a uh, who along with his twin Yukio uh, is was raised by 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 their adoptive father Shiro Fujimoto, who is an exorcist, and he does and of course. He does what Eddie, every exorcist do. He goes after demons. He destroys demons and tries to get rid of them, and, and try and gets rid of them. Because in this world there are two separate dimensions. You have the material world, which is Asaya, and Ge- and then the world of Gehenna, which is the where uh, the demons are. Uh, w- demons are there. That is ruled by Satan. The exorcists, uh, the exorcists protect Asaya from the demons of Gehenna. Uh, uh, after a mishap, uh, no, after a quick mishap, Rin one day learns no no one, no one day learns that he no, he he and Yukio are actually the sons of Satan. Specifically, after drawing a demon saying sword known as Kurikira, which restrain which was meant to restrain his demonic which was uh, between his demonic powers uh, after Shiro after his after his adoptive father Shiro dies to protect them Rin decides to become an exorcist like his guard like him and enrolls as the prestigious True Cross Academy and meets a whole bunch of people who also want to become exorcists but he has to keep his identity a secret because if they learn that his and if they because if they learn that he is the son of Satan, that could clearly go badly, very quick, very quickly. Little is an interesting beast of a show because it came out during an era of time before anime, before doing complete adaptations of manga wasn't in like, you know, and in this quality wasn't exactly complete, totally commonplace yet. Obviously, Formula Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, Was airing at the time that this came out, but it was just that it was airing so clear so that wasn't at that point yet Um, So blue exorcist the original one um, at least the first one we're gonna be talking about is Kind of one of the one of the last shows that came out with anime which had an anime original ending It's kind of an interesting like last look into an era of anime. We really don't get anymore Um, so Shane, um, I don't know how long it's been since you've seen Blue Exorcist and I don't know if you rewatched it for this. I think you did. I rewatched
0: the entire
1: show, Kyoto Saga included. Good. Uh, so we'll just talk about the original 25 because I kind of want to cover that first. What do you think of the original Blue Exorcist now that you've rewatched it with fresh, like almost fresh eyes? Yo,
0: anime's fucking back, baby.
4: (laughs) We're so fucking back. We're
0: so fucking back, dude. Um, mm-hmm. Blue Exorcist was one of the. I want to say it was one of the first shows that I. First big shows I watched when I really started getting into anime back in the day. Um, and I was very fond of it, but obviously it has its issues. And it's been about mm-hmm. five years since I last watched it. So this rewatch was very necessary. And I must say, after. That amount of time going back to it with basically fresh eyes, it's better than I remember. I, I don't know what it is about this show that I just fuck with so much. Maybe I just like shonen. Have we ever thought of that, guys? Maybe I just you just fuck like with you shonen. like
1: it when people go ah, and then big themes explode, and then fucking people have cool moves and characters
0: go, I will become the best. Maybe. But I, I noticed while I was rewatching um, specifically season one, I, I found myself like saying to myself, man, we need more anime like Blue Exorcist. <laughs> they don't make up the Shane literally said they don't make them like they used to. They don't make them like this anymore, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Blue Exorcist fucks like it's great. It's just good schlocky shonen fun. With really good production values like this, and and for a 12-year-old show, this holds up remarkably well. And may I add, probably
1: stronger character work than most Sonin of its ilk,
4: I Mm -hmm, think. mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm.
1: I think it's character... We'll get into that, but I think that that that's the big thing that separates Blue Exorcist from his contemporaries, is the fact that the cast is really good. Um um but uh spencer what did you think of blue exorcist because i remember blue exorcist is kind of the same thing with you it was one of the first anime you really watched when you were getting into stuff too
2: yep so i it was i finished blue exorcist on january 29th 2016 i have my review up of it that i used to do on facebook uh Mm -hmm. which i've stopped doing because i who uses facebook
0: anymore well that
2: and i just watched too many i i can't do the proper fun reviews because i'm no longer a fun person. Um, I can't do the continental kickboard, okay, and that that bothers me. I'm very sad about that, but uh, kind of similar to shane i i I remember liking it when I first watched it, and then going back to it, I'm just like, will I still like it, or is it one of those things where, because it was one of the things that got me to anime? It's all rose-colored glasses.
0: Uh, Anime no. is fucking back, baby.
2: Anime is back, baby. This shit rules. This shit whips. This goes hard in the MFN paint. It got that MFN dog in it. Okay, for real, for real. Um, honest to God, th- there's just so much good about this first season. About and we'll get to Kiyosaga separately, but. I remember thinking that the anime uh, original ending was good, but I don't remember it being as good as as it is. Like that's a really solid ending for an anime original. Um, Cast is impeccable. Hiro Yuki Sawano. The music. Oh, this was one of the first Sawano scores I remember listening to. No masterpiece, master. Peace. Uh, this show rules, and I wish, ironically, we had more anime like this nowadays.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Fucking, I- uh blue exorcist is a show that i remember watching on a whim because i wanted to and i heard a lot of good things about it i watched it again i watched it early on i was like around grade nine or ten when i first watched blue exorcist i thought it was a great show and i thought it was a great show and then i started reading the manga and i remember that my opinion of it of the anime went down because i really loved the directions that the manga took and i much Loved the artwork in the manga so much, and the care and the way that that progressed past the points that the anime hit in its live and like once it like run out of material, and and so going back to Blue Exorcist after all these years, I need uh, it was almost like I me recontextualize like with all the knowledge I have now of just anime in general and the fact and the fact that we now have i've basically caught up on the manga i again i really love blue xss a lot i love this first like this adaptation a lot i think it's why i think it's beautiful to look at for one it's got phenomenal fucking animation across the board um it has fan it's the storyboarding is really strong uh, it's got really, gr- like the, they spent a lot of time on the character work, which is really great. Um, it has one, uh, it, it, it's got, it's got maybe one of, it's got one of my favorite dubs in general. I think oh, the dub yeah. is exceptionally oh, yeah. strong. Um, and it's got, and I love the, and I just love the general vibes of the whole thing. I like the fact that it's a school show that doesn't feel like a school show. I like the fact that it's a shonen that has a more unique approach to how it does its fights. I like the fact that the main character is you know, that, that the character is a, is that it, they take the standard shonen trope of the main character being a hothead and turn it on his head by saying, yeah, he's a hothead because he's literally the son of the devil and he can't control himself. He's literally he needs on to learn fire. To deal with that. He needs to learn to deal with that. And they also like, but... I like he's not an idiot. I think that's the first it's like it was like one of the, it's like it, the rare sh- it's a shonen protagonist that subverts a lot of the standard tropes with that. Um and I like that. they do that a lot with the entire cast. I think the only issues I have with it is mostly the fact that I do think that it needed know is, is that it uh, is mostly just In retrospect, I wish they could have done more with certain characters, even though I know that that's manga stuff that hadn't been written yet. And I didn't... uh, So, let's move on to favorite episodes. Shane, what's your favorite episode of the show?
3: Oh, God. Ouch.
1: I hit myself. We're good. Damn, he hit himself, guys. Rip.
2: What? (laughs) Oh, shit. That that genuinely, by the way, was not meant to be out loud. That
0: was completely just... You fucking... Hit himself guys, fucking rip. Okay, hit myself with my phone anyway, Ouch. My favorite episode of season one of Blue Exorcist is episode 15, Act of Kindness.
1: This is also mine.
0: This is also mine. This is the final episode, by the way, before it heads
1: into mostly anime original territory. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Uh, this is a strong this is this is basically Rin versus Amaimon and that um, fight fucking rules. It's a great fucking fight. Um I love it, lots of the colors, man. The yep. the fucking colors, the the like greens and the blues and mm, mm That's what also,
0: that's what we call good just, shit. Also just that's the good shit. And also just like the the true display of Rin's power when he's fully unhinged. Mm-hmm. Like because obviously the whole Deal with Rin's characters that he's the son of Satan, and everyone looks down on him for it because they're like, "Oh, he's the, literally the spawn of evil," um, and we don't know if he can control his powers, and he might kill people. And you see that side of him, you see what would happen if he actually lost control and actually was a danger to those around him.
3: He's kind of terrifying, <laughs> like just just yeah. a, just a twinge, just a twinge of. Uh, horrific, uh, because he burns an entire forest down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 Also, mm-hmm. I love how he just completely
0: decimates a Maimon Like that yeah. dude gets disintegrated. Yeah, but he comes back in the trial,
4: mm-hmm. and then he yeah.
0: disintegrates.
1: Um, what? That's actually a, that's actually a ma- that's actually the major difference between the anime and the. Manga is that a doesn't die um, in the anime, uh, a gets absolutely annihilated. He gets eviscerated
0: um, and he comes back as a hamster.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, um, in the anime, in the manga, he gets sealed away. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that like comes at, that happened that uh, that happens in the manga about him and stuff that they have to like deal with and shit. So like it it it, it, it 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 it's one of the big it's one of the biggest differences actually. Um uh and probably the, the indicator that we have officially left manga territory and we have entered something completely different. Um uh for better and for worse. Spencer, what was your favorite episode of Blue Eyes? Uh,
2: it's tough. So I'm going to V- you do my rare thing where I count two episodes as one, uh, and I'm going to go because they lead into each other. I'm going to go 15 into 16. The way oh the
1: trial as well
2: the trial as well with Arthur August Angel. Fuck that ah uh, yes Arthur. He's voiced by David Vincent, dude. He you is yes. He he is Grimjaw, but also Vaughn of the Dawn. Y'all remember Vaughn of the Dawn. I, re- I remember, he's Senketsu, too. He's Sengetsu. He yep. is Sengetsu as well. But, like, I love the trial aspect. I mean, this is a big thing for me, as well, because I love theology. And, like, the concept of Blue Exorcist is just a theology lesson. Like, all of these are from judeo-christian and uh eastern r- religious theocracy so like the concept of the Gregori are Gregori, and why they don't do anything even in the actual like um like canon like in kyoto saga w- when they flash back to the trial is that Gregori, according to judeo-christian um beliefs were basically they were angels that had fallen from heaven Because they impregnated human women, and that gave birth to Nephilim, uh, which in Judeo-Christian were giants, not half-demon, half If y'all
0: have played DMC, Devil May Cry, y'all know what a Nephilim is, am I
3: right? Exactly. What the
0: hell is this? Uh, It's a
2: fedora, Matt. It's a fedora. Not in a million years. Oh, DMs don't make right. cry.
3: But, um, I think that
2: whole, like, concept of the Grigori basically just being, like, these, the people that just sit there and dole out punishment fits, theocratically. Um, and the fight scene as stated between Amaimon and Rin, ooh boy,
3: that's a, that that's a grade A fight scene. Yeah, that fight scene fucking Ooh. rules, dude. Mm-hmm. The thing fucking about Blue it's... Exorcist is that there's not a whole lot of action,
0: but when the action shows up, it's peak. It's peak. Yeah, it's peak. It's, it's peak.
1: Peak, uh, peak action. Uh, let's talk yeah. about characters. Shane, who's your favorite character?
0: <laughs> if you, it's gonna be Rin, right? No. Who is it? If you know literally anything, if you if you know even. A myota of me as a person. You know who my favorite is. Is it Renzo? Is it Shura? It's Shura. Come on, oh, come is
1: on. It oh, it's Shura. Good choice, uh. though. I love
0: Shura.
2: Thank you. I mean, I, you. I love her as well, but the, God, that's such a Brunrit answer.
1: No, no, that's not a, that's a Shane answer. He no, likes that's... women who can step on him. Yeah, remember what are you talking
2: about? Yeah, but hey, like father, like son. Okay, And it doesn't <laughs> help
1: <laughs> that she's voiced by Faye Valentine. Yep, she is. You know? voiced
2: by Faye Valentine. Yes.
1: Um, when I I remember when I heard it for the first time, I'm just like, that's fucking Faye Valentine. <laughs> Faye Valentine.
0: Um But yeah, Shura's great. Shane, talk about why Shura's great. I mean, she's cool. Mm-hmm. She's smart. Mm-hmm. Big titty. There you she go. has a sword. She got a cool sword. That's like a, a yep. squid sword. That mm-hmm. can like shoot laser slashes. It's sick as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's an alcoholic. That's correct. A.K.A. the perfect
3: woman. Yeah, and she is a perfect...
1: Yeah, the perfect woman.
0: (laughs) An alcoholic, (laughs) got it. An alcoholic.
2: Women, if you want to get into Shays Good books, destroy your liver. Just
1: destroy your liver. Drink a lot of... You know, he doesn't drink, so you drink for him. Destroy your
0: liver, and then destroy me, anyway. This man... Spencer, who's your favorite? Uh...
2: Matt, Matt.
0: I know. I know who it
1: is. I know who it is. <laughs> I've known it for so this, a very long time.
2: So this comes with a bit of a backstory. So, me and Matt, at one point, went to an anime convention in Detroit called Humacon. and I did not dress up, but I still wanted to say that I was somebody. I know. Yep. And at that point in my life, I had half-wire glasses and a relatively short kind of swept hair. Uh, So on my badge that I still have, it just says casual Yukio. It is 100% Yukio Okumura. I mean, Uh, he's literally just you. He is even back in when, when Matt fucking maybe watch it. We talked about how Yukio is just me, mm-hmm. like like that's it. Me, voiced by Johnny Yong Bosch in English, mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger brother of Rin and the prodigy. Uh, he is a Meister as a doctor and a dragoon. Um, he becomes the paladin at one point, he becomes the paladin at one point. That's not canon, but he does. It still happened. It still happened in an alternate universe, in some universe. Yep. Um, he is, but he also, as we'll talk more about in Kyoto Saga, is a person with crippling self-confidence issues.
4: hmm. hmm
2: there is not an individual who is more in his own head than Yukio Okumura. And it's sad to see because he is genuinely, if he was like Rin, and it's brought up by Shura and Kiyosaga, um if he emoted at all and didn't keep everything inside bottled up, then he wouldn't be able to be Used by demons and some like of that, and the crippling self confidence I know only gets worse, uh, as the series goes on. Um, but in the first season, he's the coolest, all the girls love him, he doesn't understand it. He's just like, What? I mean, um, there's literally
0: an episode where three girls are literally would fight to the death over who would uh, be able to make him lunch, so
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, yes, uh, quote unquote, lunch, lunch.
4: Yes. <laughs> Here's um, your lunch
1: zip.
2: Also, also, there is an incredible scene in this season with Shira and Yukio doing combat training. Uh, that's that that scene rules. Um, mm-hmm. But he's really cool. If I was he's to got say
1: dual dual glocks, dual,
2: dual uh, Colt 1911s. Uh, that shoot holy bullets. He has holy, uh, he has blessed silver grenades. Um, and a runner up for me would be Renzo. I, oh,
1: I
3: love
0: I, Renzo. I love
1: Renzo. I love Renzo. Uh, as uh, read the manga because both Renzo and Yukio go to very interesting places. Uh, please read the manga.
2: Oh, um, remember yeah. back in the day when I said that I was spoiled, Renzo's story was spoiled for me. Yeah. Yep. Never yeah. getting over
1: that. Yeah. So, um, so my favorite, um, uh, my favorite, um, the, no, my favorite um, in that regard um, is actually none of, is is neither of those. I love both of those characters. I love the entire cast of, uh, entire cast of Blue Exorcist, by the way. I think it's a strong, strong cast for a show and one of the better ones um that they have mainly because all of them are really fleshed out and like actually interesting um and not what you would expect a lot of subversions of standard tropes from like stuff like this like Rin you know like Rin seems like the your standard hot-blooded like dumb shonen protag he's really not uh Yukio is the, is supposed to be cool and collected but he's actually like super fucking got self-esteem problems uh fucking Ryu, no VUG looks like your standard like bully character but he's not like at all um he's his own like he's like the fucking the smartest person in the class and like one of the nicer people in the class once you get to know him like it's got like really strong subversive character work and but my favorite character is the character who seems like that they're living in a completely different series which is why i love them and it's mephisto fellas um Man, this this wacko
0: motherfucker
1: this wacko mother Looney Tunes ass motherfucker living in a completely different show. Uh he looks like he's from like D Gray Man, actually visually. He um, does, yeah. Which no. is not a bad thing, by the way. Befestol fellas is the chairman of True Cross Academy, but he uh, and he is a and and he is him himself a son of Satan. He's basically one of the eight demon kings. Um, he's fast. He is fucking fascinating i think he is a really fat he's the he's the kind of character who when you show up you never you don't really know what to think of him he's the kind he's with our characters i love whose motivations you can't really get a clear read on and you sometimes you're thinking oh man this guy's like fucking he's gonna like betray them at any point but then he never does and you're constantly like huh is he just playing the long game or is he actually on their side or is he got like some kind of third party motive? And what's fascinating is that, well, obviously the show never exactly reveals that because again, it's a goes into anime original territory. It's f- interesting to see like how his character evolves, especially as well as you go into the manga as well. And I, it also helps he's voiced by Sam Regal who's fucking killing it here. He's so good in this. Yeah. Uh, uh and yeah so I I I really I really love Mephisto I think he's a really fun he's a really fun character and he's one of the big reasons why I really started to love the show as much as I did uh, because when I uh, uh because when when he showed up I was like okay yeah they have really creative character shit and ideas here um uh and the fa- the fact that his public name is Johann fa- Faust the fifth um like like hmm, hmm guys.
2: Maybe Mephistopheles <laughs> might be in a fun and way a... of saying Mephistopheles. <laughs> Mephistopheles.
1: You know, from Goethe's Faust. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about least favorite. Shane, who's your least favorite?
0: Fuck Arthur.
3: Hate that guy. All my homies hate Arthur. That's not true. I don't hate Arthur. You don't hate Arthur Spencer? All right, so Spencer, the same talk about Arthur. He's just a prick. I hate him. Fuck, fuck him. He's a prick. You don't, you don't like That's him. That's it. No, no
0: complicated feelings like- there. Just I don't like him.
2: <laughs> I don't like
1: him. Uh, so Spencer, who's your least favorite?
2: Uh, of the first season, uh, uh, gotta be my homie, Ernest Frederick Egan. Ernest,
1: oh fucking this guy yeah the fucking oh, wow yeah rec bozo guy yeah this is my guy too honestly, i think he's the big reason why i do, why the uh why, he's big re- he's the big reason why i uh why i a lot of prefer stuff from the manga uh he's a not he no he's a v he's not an interesting villain honestly uh he's just kind of there um uh uh but like but and he also gets absolutely demolished you love to see he gets like fucking one-shot it's funny as fuck uh fucking sh- satan come, you know, satan comes in and just fucking like sucks he's like yoink and he le- and he just gets eviscerated yeah bye oh
0: le- yeah sucks to suck loser bye bozo goodbye rip uh, bozo
1: eat yeah, shit rip, idiot Bo- <laughs> yeah eat shit all right uh Alright, anything you else you
0: want to bring up, Shane? Good. Can we bad. can we talk about this dub?
4: Yeah. Mm. Strong dub. Extremely a
0: strong dub. dub. One of the best dubs of the 2010s, I would argue. Because Same the cast record. is excellent. Yeah. All star cast across the board, honestly. Like like it's an literally an all-star was, cast. Was this the first anime I watched? with Bryce Papenbrook as MC. I can't remember if I watched this. this He was the, he was, uh, one,
1: no, he was a major character in he, he was one of the, he was like one of the major, uh, characters in that, but this was the first lead performance that he really had. This was his first real big lead performance. Yeah um i can't remember if apparently, i watched this
0: or attack on titan first so if you're
1: wondering remember. apparently this is the role that got him the attack on that got him the Aaron Yeager role this is the one that got him the role um, Aaron Diego. um and yeah it makes sense because this was his star making role and he is really i still think this is one of his best i think he's really good here uh, I think it helps that he's also surrounded by an equally great cast. Like when your fact of your matter is your brother's played by Johnny Depp. I think is fuck yeah, sign. baby Johnny Bush Bush.
0: supremacy. But you also have Christine
1: Marie. Uh, you have Christine Marie Carbonos in this, who is who no, who, by the way, was a um, who was off of fucking well, who was right. At, this was right after she did Madoka Magica, so she's also she's also at the, like basically. Yep. Right in through her, she's already broken. She's in her breakthrough. You have Kyle Hebert in this. You have you know you have Kira Buckland in this. Sam Regal, Wendy Lee, Kirk Thornton. You have David Vincent. You have a strong cast. Uh, fucking uh, you you have a strong cast across the board. Um, and I think that mostly goes to, sh- and I think it's mostly due to the fact that the entire I think the it, it the, they got a really strong cast of like, new. Like up and like big hot up and uh, up and comers and a bunch of veterans together and put them in a room and said go ham, and it's really really good. Um,
0: it's really.
2: I, when I first heard Kony I was just genuinely I was like, oh shit, that's Izzy, and then I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's just Izzy from Digimon.
4: Mm-hmm, it's Mony Marshall. It's Mona Marshall. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like
2: that's just Izzy and. It works, it fits. All, yeah, all she... that's the big thing. All the voices fit the characters. Like, it's to be expected with some of these people, but just the the character design and the voice work, they really match. Sam Regal plays the character of, of a lifetime. He is chewing up the scenery as Mephisto every mm-hmm. second. And it, it fits because Mephisto looks like a fucking
1: freak. He looks like a fucking freak. He does. And I think this is actually one of his best performances too, honestly. Oh yeah, uh, honestly. And um she,
2: when I heard Chiemi f- for the first time, I'm like, "Oh, she's going to be my favorite." And then years went by, I watched um Kill a Kill. And I'm just like, "Oh,
1: it's it's, it's, it's Mako, yeah.
3: Mako, yeah. She's Mako, also It's yeah, my
4: favorite." Madoka.
1: Yeah, I recognized her as Madoka like pretty quickly. Yep. Um uh, uh, and like this was and like keep in mind like keep in mind how big like Christina Marie Cabanos K- at the time was really new like like uh, really new but she kind of exploded onto the scene like pretty quickly because like she was also one of the leads in K-On at the time too and so her first two major roles were K-On and Madoka so she kind of exploded immediately um, and then she's in Blue Exorcist alongside everyone else and it clearly shows because she. I think this is still one of my favorite roles of hers um and again Xiami is also another character who they do a lot of subversion interesting subversion with um in regards to that kind of character. Because she's not huh.
0: the token love interest. Crazy.
1: Yeah, she's 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 still well, she's still the love interest, but like not
0: tokenized. No. Like she actually has her own shit going on. I she has her own character her a- arc and her own issues that she has to deal with. I, you know, separate from the main character. More than anybody else with Xiami, I just wanna give her a hug. I just mm-hmm. want to tell
2: her it's gonna be okay. She big
3: deserves Muba. it. Okay. And she yeah, she's
1: got big booba too. She is
0: fifteen, Shane. You can say that about anyone though. It, it,
1: to, the the show makes the joke for us, so like
0: I'm fully aware
1: when she shows I... for the first time, and every guy in the class is like, whoo! Every <laughs> class, and the guys just like,
4: "Whoa, bub."
2: Their like eyes pop out. Their tongue rolls out on the ground.
4: <laughs> like, the hooterin
1: hollering. Yes,
2: yeah, they start sm- they start stomping on the
1: ground and going. it! They turn into like a nine like the, a nineteen forties cartoon character. Their heart
0: starts beating out of their chest like boom
2: <laughs> Their fucking head turns into a train whistle. <laughs>
4: Ugh. Anyway. Uh...
1: Anything? Uh, what else yeah, is good yeah, about
4: this
0: show?
1: The animation Hiro is fucking Yuki great. Uh, Hiro, let's talk about Hiroki Sorano. We got to talk uh, about Siwano. this. I think. I think again, this is one of the earlier scores he did too. Um, at least um, for anime. Uh, I'm double checking that right now, just to like uh, make sure. Um, yeah. Okay. No, he had done a couple. He was on Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn and a couple other shows before this, but this was his big like first. Like this was his big breakout show um uh and yeah it's really strong like it's a really strong score a lot of like you all of his trademarks are here but it definitely seems what i like about it is the fact that hiroyuki sorano nowadays has a sound like a particular sound to his music that if you yes. you know what you're gonna get with him because this was early on, yeah his sound is here, it's clearly him, but you can tell that he's not trying to it's not a replication of it. It's trying it definitely just it feels oddly in his discography. You it feels more unique weirdly enough compared to his other work. Um it feels more it feels like more him just trying to play around with a bunch of different elements. I think this was the first time he really also used the choir that he's so well known for using now, but originally, which I think is interesting that he, fucking, is so known for that now. When he started out here, when I think more than likely he had it here, not because it sounded cool or his style, but because like this is an Exorcist show with demons, and I think that's why he was using it initially. Yeah. Um, and it fits. It fits. Something about his score for this one is really good. I don't know what it is. Something. Something about Sawano's score in Blue X is strong.
2: I mean. It's because of the concept, as you said. This is about mm-hmm. exorcisms. This is and Sawano's sound has always been very choral. It's always been very ecclesiastic. Like his, mm-hmm. he sounds like this larger than life church. This this religious experience through his music, with his use of choirs and his use of strings and his use of very subdued sounds, like the man. When in Kyoto Saga, there's a there's a track that plays uh, near the end when, um something happens with Yukio that Don't has that has the choir in it, and I'm like, oh, that's just the kill a kill choir. like, mm-hmm. Obviously, this is before it, but it's really funny to go back in time to to like a composer's older stuff and go, "Oh, that's just where he got the kill a kill idea
0: from like it, it's it's funny how so many so many of those things are just like a time capsule,
1: yeah, in a way. Uh-huh. Like this was yeah, 2000- it's like you've seen history made in, in the moment. Speaking of music, um, this is the show that got me into Uberworld, so there is that. God, um, the
0: first OP is so poor, pride. This is
1: the first OP, honestly. Okay, both OPs are really strong, by the way. Yeah. Um, yes. um, but um, come on, um, Uwe, Core Pride by Uberworld is, in my opinion, one of the all time great anime OPs of the early 2010s. Um, it's a okay. phenomenal piece of music. The it got cool me into overworld hey, I still to think to it's one of overworld's best openings across the board. It's edited wonderfully. The the editing and the animation mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. It's fucking bouncy. It gets you hyped. It's got that rap portion in the start that's like just <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it gets you hyped as shit. It's got the the saxophone. <laughs> the saxophone. Yeah. Even even the the
2: opening where it's just that. And then rap, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> mind, oh, shit. Cool. okay, okay, you've got me. Attention grabbed.
1: I am yeah. paying attention to this opening. Balls, yeah, it's-, it's twisted. It's got exactly. a strong opening, and it has got Overworld's, uh, standard strong vocals across the board, Um, and it's 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 fucking it's just great stuff. I the and of I mean like the second opening is really really strong too. I I like the fucking EDS as well. The EDS, oh, the EDs, are EDs really good rule, too. dude. Which one? Which one's your favorite? Which one do you prefer, second or first? Because I like the first. second one a first. lot. I like the second one a lot. I think the second one is one of my. I remember I had the second one on repeat for so long after I first listened to it. Like I, I it love, really I
0: love the second one a lot, especially like the chorus. But come on, ready, ready, ready for the takeoff.
1: Right come on, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's just a really, st- it's just real. and I, I, you know what I like about the set, the second, the first ED a lot is the fact that there's not a whole lot going on in the ED visually, but it's still visually interesting.
0: Yeah, because it's it's the one shot like down the highway through the tunnel into the city and then out into the it fits ocean. the f-
1: it fits the music and tone of the vibes of the song. It's just a really strong. It's by the way, um, this and if you want to know, um, the that was also my first experience with K-pop because that's a K-pop band, um, doing the first OED. It's Damn. a it's K-pop. It's the K-pop band 2PM. Uh, I don't know who they are. I'll have to k- ask Sarah. K-pop was good. Always has been. <laughs> K-pop's good, always has been. Oh, no. <laughs> fucking, oh, no. Uh, fucking, uh, fucking, uh, fucking, fucking, uh, fucking, yeah. they was done by 2 p.m. I don't know who they are. I'll have to ask Sarah, I guess. Um, she probably knows who they are. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I think that the music
0: across the board really strong. Any negatives people have for this? Mainly for just when it starts getting into the anime-only stuff, which don't get me wrong, it's better than I remember it. Um, mm-hmm. But there are some episodes in that latter half that do drag a bit and it kind of it lose... brings the pacing down. I think the strongest bits of the anime original stuff is
1: everything with Shiami. Um I think that, that there's some stuff yeah. there involving her and her family stuff that's really strong and really good. Um, however, I think the actual villain and some of the directions they decide to go with like, oh, the demon stuff is a little weak. I think it's not as strong as it could have been um, and it very clearly seems like that they're trying to rush it to fit the 25 episode mandate. Mm-hmm. um um but I really, I've, uh, but yeah, over, uh, it helps. It's still well-made. It's still well-animated. It's not like it takes a no style production-wise. No. Um, it's just clear that the direction, it's not the direction I would have gone in. It definitely feels, it, it feels like, oh, okay, like this is where we're going, I guess, it's, type thing, you know? It's mm-hmm. giving
0: O three 3 in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, even if I think o Oth- Oth- three's story is infinitely stronger than this. I think that some of the stuff they do, in that is and also well oh you can't i also oh three had like 25 episodes dedicated to the anime original
4: stuff Mm -hmm. for the most part. whereas this had had a
1: lot more time yeah well this had less than that it had like nine ish nine and a half it's not it's not really that long like oh three you can't really compare because oh three kind of literally had like an entire like basically a set its entire second half Mm -hmm. dedicated to that stuff so it felt more it was more well realized and felt more naturally integrated because they did because and that's ultimately where I land on this because there's two ways there, there, there's there, there's a way to do anime original stuff, and o3 is still the standard to do it because what they did was the smart thing they integrated the anime original stuff as early as episode one and they slowly built to it and they made it its own world and tone so that way when the anime original stuff came it didn't feel like a complete departure it felt it felt like an actual extension and felt the natural progression of the story this doesn't do that it follows the manga pretty fucking closely until you get to the camping trip And that is where I think the issue lies. They need it. If you're going to do an anime original ending, please make it make fucking sense, okay? Like, make it fit and make it add it into the actual story as a whole. That's what I would do. Um, They didn't do that. This is nowhere near the worst example of it. In fact, I think Blue Exorcist, in retrospect, is one of the stronger examples of anime original ending and uh, and original stuff. Um, But it's not the... Compared to some of the gold standards, like Trigun or Formal Alchemist 03, it's not as good as those. Like, it's not nearly as good as those. Spencer, what is any criticisms you have before we move on Uh, to Kyoto Saga? Well, before we move on
2: to that, uh, I did some research, and I just want to read out a sentence on the 2pm Wikipedia page, if that's okay with you guys. Oh,
0: God. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Originally a seven-piece group, former <laughs> member Jay Bum, now known professionally as Jay Park, left the group in 2009 due to controversies that stemmed from his posts on MySpace. And oh no! What my Did Space he say what did this
1: man say?
2: He said some very unfavorable things towards Korea.
1: Fuck
2: Korea! All my homies hate Korea. It was then translated from English because it was in, on his personal MySpace. It was translated from English to Korean, and then given to the media. Yeah,
1: yeah I think I it's very funny. By the way, that he became a solo act and is now regarded as like one of the most influential people in like Korean hip hop ever. So, turns out leaving the band was the best thing that could have ever fucking happened to him,
3: <laughs> as it usually is. But. You love that. you love this you love to see it. That's what I mean, dude. Just
2: be controversial on MySpace and you'll become one yeah, of the Yeah, be controversial hiding.
1: on MySpace a site that doesn't ex- <laughs> it doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It exists uh, in my heart, no. though.
2: uh Honestly, I just the cast is incredibly fun. Um I think at the concept is perfect. I love this concept. Uh, just in general, just I think that exorcisms and like the fact, like how they go into things, is really cool. I love the world itself, um, is fascinating because it, it's unlike Demon Slayer, where demons are like secretive. People know about demons, but it's up to exorcisms to keep the demons away from, you know, civilians. Um, I think the the, the concept of, of Meisters and all the different cru- uh, types of classes, like how you have your typical paladin or your knight, uh, you have a, like, a gunsmith or a long-range person with your dragoon, um, tamers, you know, you make contracts with the demons. Um, I think the most fascinating one is Arya's, though, like... Aryas are are such a unique but obvious concept that like, oh yeah, of course demons are gonna hate holy script. And if you start quoting the Bible or in season two sutras at them, they're not gonna be happy. And it's gonna hurt they're them. They're just like, so, ew,
0: the Bible grows.
2: But I also love how they're, they're also like, Aryas are the most dangerous class though because you are Helpless until that
1: verse is complete. It's basically the equivalent... Okay, if we're talking in, like... Fucking... uh, If we're talking, like, in, like, magic terms... It's basically you're reciting, basically, a spell... And you have to, like, complete the fucking... You're, it's it's like like in D and D terms, you, it's a concentration spell, and you have yeah. to finish your concentration, and you literally can't do shit until then, because if you break your concentration, it's not going to work. Yeah, and, which I know. find I've always had, and which is why I think Arya's are really interesting and cool. So
2: yeah, um, and while we learn more about it, so I'll talk about it in Kyoto Saga. I think that Shiro. Uh, th- their father, adoptive father, is radical, and I love that guy.
0: Fujimoto's the sickest Fujimoto.
1: man alive. And, uh, Fujimoto, Fujimoto died too soon. That man was a legend. This is how. This is why you love old people in anime because if they have gray hair, glasses, and wear like either like traditional clothing or a priest, they're the most badass character in that show. Like, Vlick, do not I... fuck with them. Do not. Do not. Do not mess with them. They will end you in five seconds. So, you know, Kirk Thornton,
2: great. Like once again, another great actor. Um, in it, they have fucking just so many, but like, his, their father rules.
4: Yeah. Great guy. All right. All
1: right, let's move on to Kyoto Saga. I'd say um, we spent a lot of time, so let's move on to Kyoto Saga. Um, Kyoto Saga. Now, Kyoto Saga is fascinating because turns out Blue Exorcist was a massive hit. And the manga sales went way up, and they're like, "Well, shit, we want to make more, but we add an anime original ending that does kind of wrap up the story. So, what the fuck do we do? Well, gotta follow that. You gotta fucking retcon, I guess. Got to retcon. Uh, fucking gotta gotta retcon. Um, so what this? So what Kyoto Saga does is it picks up rare. The anime original stuff left off which is specifically after episode 17 of the original series after all except with the exception of all the anime original stuff. Kyoto Saga, of course, initially aired from January 7th, 2017, to March 24, 2017, for 12 episodes. And it was and also had a change in staff. It was directed by Koichi Hatsumi and written by Toshia Ono. Um and also and also had a brand new music and also had Sawano with Kota Yamamoto on music. This, uh, this he was not working alone this time. Kyoto Saga takes place basically immediately after the trial and follows Ren taking part in the special mission alongside. Or to retrieve something called the Left Eye of the Impure King, which is a demon relic that was actually stolen from the vault of True across Academy, and the show, and of course, the season goes off and uh, goes off kind of in it, in and in the and the season is basically kind of a season-long a uh, re- uh, redo of saw a lot of the stuff that the anime original ending tried to do, particularly with Rin trying to de- come to terms with his demon heritage and the distrust from people because of that. This so this season spends a lot more time on that than the original series ever did. In fact, it's basically the fr- crux of the entire season. Uh, Kyoto Saga, in a lot of ways, is more reflective of the original manga, uh, even if... You no, know, even if I think it's a little weird, they adapted just that because Kyoto Saga is also set up for more interesting stuff down the line. Shane was actually not huge on Kyoto Saga the first time he watched it, from what I remember. So I'm wondering if that opinion has changed. Shane, what do you think on Kyoto Saga?
0: You are correct, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the day when I watched Flexus for the first time, I immediately went into Kyoto Saga. And for whatever reason, it just was not clicking for me. I don't know if it was because there was less action. I don't know if it was because it was in this weird, like, middle ground between retconning the anime original stuff and getting back to the manga, but also doing its own thing at the same time. Something about it just wasn't clicking. So when I was rewatching for the podcast, Kyoto Saga was what my eyes were set on. I was like, I really am interested to see how my opinion's going to change on this
3: in the 5 years it's been since I've seen it. And I got to say Kyoto Saga is better than season 1. I agree. Thank you. I've been telling it's, you this for like 5 years.
0: <laughs> it's it's just better in every way. It's a better story. It's a lot more personal, it's a lot more grounded. It's much more focused on establishing relationships and character dynamics and giving character development than being big, dumb shown in action bullshit. And I frankly really, really appreciate that because given its weird state being a retcon from the anime original ending of the first season, trying to get back on track to more where the manga was. It had a lot of stuff it needed to fix and I think it did that pretty damn well, all things considered. Um, mm-hmm. It tells its story very effectively. It gives the characters enough time to properly grow um, the action when it's there, which frankly, it's all at the end of the season. the The, the end of the season is very backloaded with action uh but it's all stellar stuff and there's a lot more engaging character dynamics a lot more engaging villains i think toda is a great villain Um, toda is a phenomenal villain and overall i just think absolutely a hundred percent 180 change of opinion i think Kyoto saga fucking rules and i was a dumb little baby man back in the day. I really was. Ooh, there's no action. <laughs> Not you as know action what? That, that just shows how much I have changed as a person, how much I've matured. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll I'll take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh,
1: Spencer, what did you think of Kyoto Saga?
0: Well, um, in
2: January 2020, I watched two episodes of it on Netflix and then didn't watch it until uh like two days ago. Uh I finished it finally. And yeah, it's better than season one. Um it's a lot slower. It's not as shonen bullshitty. Instead, it tackles the very real consequences of Rin and what he is. Because one of my favorite things is that it ne it never ostracizes Rin. It never makes it like, it's his fault that he's like this. However, all of his friends and the people around him are 100% in the right to be frightened. Like, th- the show shows that really well that, like, Rin shouldn't be, you know, looked at differently because he is the son of Satan. However, all the people that have that saw that happen that saw him lose his cool and go on a rampage are well beyond their rights to be scared. I would be scared. And that's what I love about this is it's it's a lot more grounded and you get to learn a lot more about the inner workings of these characters, you know. You get this is the big moment at the end where Yukio is just like, "Yeah, no, I am trash. I hate myself." And you're just like, "Oh, this man is holding on to some deep, deep trash.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: But we also also get a funny friend joke, so that made me laugh.
1: Yeah. Um, Kyoto Saga, is. I point to Kyoto Saga as, like, this is the type of stuff that I loved the manga for, and I'm so happy to see it adapted. Um, uh, And the Kyoto Saga is not my favorite arc in the manga, mind you. I think that the really good stuff comes after this um particularly once you hit the illuminati stuff which <laughs> um it's a uh, really good shit i really love and and a, but like especially like going back to it i really love what they do here i don't know what it is i think i think it also might be the change in staff i really like the way hatsumi directs this season it's very quiet. Like it's a very. He directs it like a drama. He doesn't direct
0: it like a shonen, and it's really fascinating to watch. My, uh, might I also bring up the fact that somehow it looks even better than season one? Oh, they do. Yeah, it looks
1: phenomenal. Phenomenal. The facial animation in this in this season is like insane. Like
4: a lot. Of like the it gray-
0: was going straight from season one to Kyoto Saga on rewatch. It's apparent right away from the first episode, like how much the visual style has changed and how much more improved it's been like it looks it's incredible yeah.
1: it looks sharp it looks really sharp and I, but i love but again it's the character work that really does not and the fact that this had this had made this you know it's a good stuff when this show makes like the them what makes the unseating of a sword like of the biggest character moment of all time like it's a really strong character-centric season with a strong villain and great character dynamics across the board. Um and I think it just it just it just make it just, it just it just it just goes to show like how strong Blue Exorcist is of a shonen compared to a lot of its other contemporaries to its other contemporaries and how like and how it's like actually like a just a really great show in general. Sp- Shane, what's your favorite episode of the season?
0: My favorite episode of Kyoto Saga is episode four Act of Treachery. Ooh, this is a good one.
3: Okay. So
0: this is, the episode, one. this is the episode where they're trying to figure out who the traitor in the Miota is, because there's been a, a, a mishap with the right eye of the Impure King. Someone's trying to steal it from the temple. They're trying to figure out who the traitor is, and they think it's um, Mamushi, who is mm-hmm. uh, in cahoots with Toda being manipulated mm-hmm. by him so that he can acquire both eyes. There's a confrontation between uh, Mamushi and Juzo. That's really great. And then there's the confrontation once Toda shows up. And then there's Mm -hmm. the interaction at the end of the episode, which is what made it for me, between Mm -hmm. Ryuji and his father. And Uh just the, the resentment between them, where... Obviously, his dad is keeping secrets because he has to. That's his job as the high priest. And uh, Ryuji just doesn't get it. He just wants his father to be there and be honest with him. And he can't look past that. And then Mm -hmm. Rin comes into the picture. And he sees the wall that's being built between them. And he has flashbacks to that very first episode where him... And Fujimoto had the exact same thing where Rin basically told him off and immediately afterwards, he died. And he regrets that more than anything and he sees that happening with Ryuji and he tells him, hey, apologize, make up, you will regret this. And then, you know, there's the interaction between him and Ryuji because Ryuji doesn't trust him because, you know, the spawn of Satan stuff, yada yada. And then Rin blows up in front of everyone and basically reveals himself. And it's just such a whirlwind of different character dynamics all clashing into one another. And it's all just really powerful, really emotional stuff that's done so, so well. And you can, the thing about it is that you can see where literally every single one of these people is coming from. You can see all the different perspectives. And they all make sense. And I think that's what gets me, is that you have so many different characters with so many different motivations, so many different emotions in this particular circumstance, but you understand all of it. Not one of them is lesser, not one of them is
3: invalidated, like, they, they just all work, and they just all matter, and they're all meaningful.
0: And that really shows the strength of the character work in this season. Yeah, it's really strong stuff across the board. Spencer, what's your favorite episode?
2: Just to hop on to Shane's point for a second, I think the the line that got me was when both Ryuji and Rin are like, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what it's like to be me. And both of them are right. Both of them have no idea what the other's going through but one sees a person shutting out his father and has bad thoughts about that due to the past and one sees a father that is not there for him and a person just trying to butt into his life that he already doesn't trust because he's already lied to him um just a masterclass in character writing um i will go for episode 9 through thick and thin um Episode starts with Toto being smarmy as hell and basically being, like, to to Yukio, like, oh, hey, yeah, you hate your brother, right? You actively hate Rin, don't you? And Yukio is battling with that, like, he feels lesser because he's not, he doesn't have any cool powers like Rin. He's not confident like Rin. He's the younger brother that got picked on that just wants to be the hero, but he knows he'll never be the hero. And every time that Rin shows off or tells him that he's going to leave him in the dust, it hurts him inside to realize that he's supposed to be the prodigy, and Toto, this demon, is getting to him. Why? Why? because of what Shira says literally either an episode or two before, where she's just like, yeah, demons will, like, latch on to you and use you if you don't, you know, let go of your emotions and be open about stuff. And what happens is he holds this stuff in, and then Toto uses that to his advantage. And, I mean, eventually we get the scene where, um, we find out Gasp Yukio has some form of Satan powers as well. Um, his eyes become Satan's eyes. Uh, and we go, mm-hmm. oh, shit! And then he's like, what's that? And he's kind of scared by it. But um, that whole point part, and then we get to the the other stuff um, where Suguro finally in, in, inherits the Guhaen Um, and, you know, understands his father better now and is like, okay, and then we get that scene of him like, I don't know, how am I going to remember the sutra? And then we get the flashback to him listening to his father do the sutras, and it's, it's like, he, he understands it, and he's like, wow, it's like it's in my head. And then you realize it's because that's what his dad was doing back in the day that he let him listen to. And they go to fight the uh, the impure king, Miasma. It's just once again, it's one of those episodes where you take these people, and you have writing that's so honest and real that they just kind of work
1: together.
0: And then you and put the up. pillow on his face. and you go, plap plap. <laughs> exactly, Anya. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. My favorite episode is episode ten, Unbowed and Unbroken. Um uh which is the one where Rin is finally able to draw the sword out and absolutely annihilates the fucking king in like 10 seconds. Um the, but that this is a great ep- this is a great episode because it's pretty much the entire what the entire season has been built into. Uh, it's it, uh, it is the moment that Rin is able to draw that sword is the moment where he's finally able to like confront all of the feelings that he's been having over the season that indecision the fact that he hates his origins and all of the different stuff that's coming all the different all of the different forces that are again like the, the arguments he's had and the fact that nobody trusts them and the fact that he doesn't have that self like that he can't bring himself to do that he finally is able to do that, and you get to see him not at like at full power, but at like controlled full power. And I think it's really—it's just a great visual too. Like I love the like though. I love how this season does the blue flames a lot more than the first season, mm. and it's got a re and so it's a, just it ends on a really strong visual, and it's just a really great, just a really phenomenal episode. And it of course leads into the last two episodes, which was also really great. Um, which are just kind of like a backloaded, just fuck it, which that's the shonen schlock you came to see. That's all the yeah. fucking action shit. That's the fun stuff. Um, but it's that moment. Is that episode right there. That's where like the real character stuff really pays off. And it's like, oh, this is why you watch shows to begin with. Uh, so let's, uh, fucking, I'm going to assume characters are the same favorite characters and least favorites are the same for season or for season two. I'm going to assume, unless said otherwise.
0: Well, I mean, um, Arthur isn't in season two, so he
1: isn't. So, do and you have no, a different least favorite then?
0: He is Shane. He is. Oh, in. he's, he's the in the start flashback, flashback, bro.
1: And he stands
0: no, there and says nothing.
1: Oh, yeah, but like, okay, but yeah, like, do you have a different least favorite then, Shane?
0: Yes. Who? It is Puppet Man. Up. Uh-huh. Uh, The puppet
1: man. No,
0: no, fuck you.
2: That is (laughs) some fucking name of slander, and I will not take that in my house.
1: No (laughs) puppet slander. The puppet man. That's that's
2: puppet slander. That's fucking Takara. Fuck you. Once again,
0: is there for like an episode and does nothing. Chain hates characters like that. He's important. guys. he's important
1: for later on. That's why he's here. Um, he's set up for future seasons. Oh, Mephisto's,
2: I know. I know. Mephisto's like, "Hey, dude, that guy's important." I also just like Remember him my hand. If
1: we adapt anything past this, which, as of twenty twenty three, is happening, but we don't know when. Uh, So, uh, uh, fucking Spencer, do you have a different least favorite? Because I know that our least favorite is not in this because he got gatted. He did indeed get
2: absolutely destroyed. Not just. In the anime, but in the canon as well.
1: Canon, because uh, he's gone. He got eviscerated. He's
2: gone. He got eviscerated. Uh, least favorite character. I'll probably go with uh, Toto.
1: Toto, because he's a dick. He's a he's dickhead.
0: Just a dick, he's just, just a dick dickhead. Phenomenal Once villain, again, but he's just a. Yeah, I, I exactly. can't choose him
1: because I think he's a phenomenal villain. I'm uh, for least favorite for me. I'm uh, for least favorite. I'm gonna go na. Um, in fact, I might go A1 pitches for not giving this more than for only giving this one core. Because, come on, what? Um, but whatever. Uh, okay, let's talk about other stuff we really liked about the season. I want to talk about how New World came back swinging. Uh, yes. Because they came back with another OP for this, which is really so, good. So, very good.
0: Which one's better? Core Pride. Core Pride. Damn. <laughs> well, that's... Oh, fuck me, I guess.
1: You, yep. you 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 prefer drops influence?
0: I I do I do.
1: It's a really good it's really good though. I don't blame you. I well, just prefer okay. core pride as core pride.
0: I have nostalgic feelings for you know. I mean mm-hmm. it's like okay, it it kind it, it kind of is like symbolic of the show as a whole because mm. like six years is a lot of time and a lot can change in six years. Clearly you see from season one to this, and you can also see the difference six years makes. A band like Overworld and how much their style and their 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 uh, their musical profile has changed.
4: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, really man, good.
0: The instrumentation has gotten more complicated and interesting
1: mm-hmm. too, um, which I like. Um, but yeah, their ooh, yeah, their opening really. I, the E D is also really good too. Um, Both are really good. Yes. Uh, fun fact: It's recorded by a guy named Rin, unrelated to the main character of the show. Yeah. The
0: spawn uh, of Satan. <laughs> Inself.
1: You're telling me a Satan this the this spawn this, fuck never mind.
4: Um, You're telling fuck, me a
1: shrimp fried this Satan. Fucking um. Are you winning diners? Are you? <laughs> are you winning
0: Satan?
4: Are you winning?
1: Shane, anything in particular you want to bring up this season? You really liked,
0: disliked, anything uh, in between dislikes? I. The only dislike I would really have which is more of a nitpick and than anything just because of circumstance just like the confusion behind the entire they thing. do
1: not do a very good job of getting non-manga readers up to speed i will say that i think that the only i think that mm, that's a big roadblock and i don't know whose fault i don't know if it's because of the way they and did the, the anime original stuff in season one Meant that it was gonna be very difficult to like redo that, do that to like do another season without just completely redoing the trial and completely redoing the that stuff because it's all very different. So you know what? So what they do is they kind of have it the same, but they just cut around all of the anime original stuff, and it feels kind of awkward. It's
0: so wonky. Like, imagine going from season one to that, and you're like, Mm -hmm. huh? What? And you have like no background information
1: they literally do not do a very good job of setting all that up. They
0: don't for newcomers, they do a very 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 poor job of that. They're just like um you're just like wait, why are we back at the trial? Wait, why are we going over plot points that have already happened in season 1?
1: He <laughs> did a Black Butler which also did the same thing. Um what? I haven't seen Black Butler, but I've heard that Black Butler oh, also yeah. Did not do a very good job of getting non manga Man. readers oriented when it went into canon stuff. A bygone era, my dude. Yeah, uh, no, that's another bygone era. I don't think they really do that anymore. Oh, they—you know, with Hanako, we might actually be getting that again. So. A
0: bygone era, my dude. Uh, fucking
1: Shane doesn't want to admit that the Hanako thing is basically going to be for a fucking soft reboot. He doesn't want to admit I mean, that.
2: It's also at this point. While it's happening, it's still kind of a pipe dream. It's I'm not over, fully. I'm not fully convinced that it even happened at this point.
1: It's, 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 it's a... in the same vein of again the the Blue Exorcist series that's apparently happening. It's happening. When, um, we know. have no, but no director, no writer, no student. Don't you love it when there's just an like, yeah, announcement, it's
0: an announcement, <laughs> and a fancy teaser visual. It's like it's happening. No director. No writer. No no. no it's happening. Up. At some it's the point.
3: fucking
1: it's the fucking Elder Scrolls Six at twenty seventeen E three. Like, did yeah, you know that it, they con? Did Did you know that they confirmed that that game is still six years out? Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's not coming until like twenty twenty
0: eight.
1: Yeah, like woo. That game is that, next it, gen,
2: right? Like that is yes. literally Matt. Th- I'm convinced that twenty seventeen. That's
1: all they had.
3: They announced
1: announced it so they could get people to shut up, which I get. I totally understand. But now you're Uh, now people are gonna shut up about Rockstar had the right idea. They didn't say shit and they're just working on it in the background. Yeah. Honestly, be like Rockstar. They're clearly not officially announcing Grand Theft Auto 6 until like it's like actually ready to show. Or like it's uh, like a year out from release. You know what? You know what? More things to be like Rockstar. Be like Rockstar. They actually know what the fuck they're doing. Other than the I
2: crunch don't, don't, culture, I say. Other than the crunch culture. Other crunch than the, the
1: crunch culture, which sucks. Ew, stinky. Don't like Ew, that. Stinky. Um,
2: you. Uh, but I will say one thing about Lucasists, which is what we're here to talk about. Um, are we though? I forgot. I forgot how funny this show is. Like, it's I very funny. Yes. How good would the- like, just like like that, like the whole like Rin wakes up after the big battle, rolls over, Shemi's like like half a foot from his face, fast asleep, and he's just like, oh god, and then she's like, man, yeah, I want to be friends forever, and then it turns out fucking everybody else is in the room. Renzo's in um, the room. Imagine he's
0: in the room. Imagine having an audience for you getting friend zoned.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Oh hell. Uh, that if, if I would, I would kill myself right there. <laughs> fucking
0: draw
4: the coma sword and impale myself. <laughs> Renzo's, ah!
2: Renzo's brother, not Juzo, the insane one, is insane, and one of my favorite like fucking quick jokes is when they get there and they're sitting down and his brother just spitting kicks him in the head drop kicks him kicks him and then she and then Renzo's like what the fuck is that and his brother's like dude it was a spinning a kick flying kick obviously a flying kick obviously <laughs> like, it's of, it, it's so funny it's one so of funny. my favorite
1: really little character quirks is that Ren is a Gordon Ramsay level chef for
0: some reason for no it, reason it's his only meaningful uh character trait <laughs> it's his He's only cool. contribution to society.
2: We but live in one, by the way. What? We live in a society.
1: We, we live do. in a society. Let's go for final scores. Um, yes. Final scores. Shane, what do you give both the first season and Kyoto Saga? You can do either two, two scores or just score for the entire thing.
0: I'm going to do individual scores because I okay. think different. I feel differently enough about each sin- season individually that I think I need to give mm-hmm. them separate scores. So season one, I am giving a very respectable nine out of 10. I really like what it does. It is super high quality from start to finish, but some of the anime original stuff near the end kind of drags it down. Season two Kyoto saga. I was going back and forth because drastic change of opinion from when I originally watched it. But I was still like, do I go the full like, do I go the, the full 10, or do I give it the, the super high 9? Fuck it. I'm giving it the 10. I don't care. It fucking rules. It's a great... Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, uh, Spencer? Um, I'm actually
2: going to do it separate, but I'm increasing my score from when I first watched it. I originally gave the original Blue an 8 out of 10. So did I. I am... Same. Using it to a 9 out of 10 for the original on rewatch... And Kyoto Saga is getting the full ten out of ten. Uh, must watch uh, anime, incredible, and um, just same as Shane. It's just really, really. It's anime from a bygone era. We
1: don't get yeah. this shit anymore. They de- they they don't make them like they used to. Uh, anime is really back, baby. They really don't. <laughs> We're so fucking back. We're so fucking um, back. Uh, yes, I gave the original Bleach series an 8, however, I am bumping that score up to a 9 as well. Kyoto Saga gets the coveted 10 out of 10 as well from me. Uh, I think it is a great representation of one of my all-time favorite shonen manga, and I, if anything, this should just get both of you to get off your ass and read the manga, because it's fantastic. It's on the Jump app, so go read it. Yep, it is in full, it's and they upload uh,
0: the uh, the new chapters monthly when they come out.
1: Yeah, it's when cool. they do come out, because they sometimes are irregular, because the author is a perfectionist. Oh, okay. um, and you can tell from the art, because the artwork in the manga is, like, some of the best in Shonen. Um, on, personally, I think it's on par with some of Fujimoto's stuff in Chainsaw Man. So, I think mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. I think I think uh, the person who does blesses, uh, uh, her name is uh, Kazue Kato, uh, Eh. Which, by the way, she also worked on another series that I really, really like, um, Godzilla Singular Point. She was the character designer on that oh, show. Oh,
0: okay. and that okay. had some funky character designs.
1: She designs, designs, and ideas. and she has specifically ref apparently the dynamic between Rin and Yukio is supposed to be her version of Guts and Griffith. So
4: mm-hmm.
1: that explains mm-hmm. a lot. I think actually.
4: Mmm.
1: Which also means that I know where this is going and it's pain. So, like... <laughs> um, but, in any rip. case, um, let's move on to our featured anime of the podcast. We don't know how this works. We rotate every time between a uh, between a uh, pick from me and Shane and the randomizer. Blitz, this was my pick, which means it's time for the randomizer. And next time is sports month! So it's time for sports. Um, which means it's the sports randomizer. Now, everyone here has used their metas, though. So, we can't meta sports, which is That's sad. True. Shads, boom, um, boo. But we can still. So the so what's a sports randomizer? Well, the well, uh, the rule is is that sports has to be one of the included genres. So I'll just put that one in for posterity. But we can change literally anything else about this. Be- so
0: what are we doing, guys? What are we doing, folks? Because so, we have no meta, so we have to fucking fandangle some. We shit. can't do a meta, however. Much like last year when Matt was trying to get a high Q, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a very particular show. Yeah. Let me just say that the Blue Lock is real. <laughs> and I'm aiming for Blue Lock.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I am aiming just because I am an asshole.
3: You are a big dick.
1: Not Blue Lock.
3: So we have a
1: so a so traitor. we have blue lock and not blue lock. Um That's correct. Well, you know what I'm aiming for? Blue lock
0: or chiatafuyu. Um
2: I just Oh yeah, he doesn't get the sports good. pick this
0: month this year, so yeah, he kinda has to go for Fuyu. It, huh. be... it was going to be no. It was going to be Chiada Fuyu, but then Shane was like
1: L-O-L-U-G-O. <laughs> uh but yeah, let's uh Let's uh well yeah let's do this. Let's uh, what TV rating we're thinking? All
0: just all all, all and then watch
1: links. It's all, all legally of legally available. Legal of, Are we just gonna put all or I'll just put all? Who cares? Just all. Uh, Who cares?
2: But that means that we um, can get stuff that isn't legal. All right.
1: Episode. Okay. How many episodes?
2: You're gonna say twenty-four because you want blue lock.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: just just do twelve to twenty-four. Eleven to twenty-four. Eleven to twenty-four.
0: Yes. Wait. Okay. Okay. A specific, no,
2: Eleven a, is a weird a, number. There's a specific sports anime that we could get. That's 11 are You trying
1: to get High Q season four? No. That's well. No. That's, a, that's under Matt, it's the anime we watched. Eh! Uh, okay. Um. Uh,
3: okay. Um. Score range. What score, scores are we thinking? I would say at least seven. Um.
0: For a lot of sports shit, it's like... You said this last year. It, you have to go for six, right? Yeah. You have to go
2: for, like, six and a half is a good middle point. 6.5? A surprising amount of sports anime is, like, low six, mid six. It's so I'm
3: just going to put six, it's six to ten? Six to ten is good. Six, yep, sure. Okay. Years. All right. Years. What years are we thinking? Uh, we'll just do. The- I'm saying. I'm saying. Okay.
1: So this has the potential to be chaos. Shane, what year range do you want?
0: I know.
4: What I'm going gonna to do. For, both of you give blue me lock, different
0: year though. ranges, and then I'll do something in the middle for both. Okay. I know I'm going for blue lock, which means I have to go to at least
3: 22. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As to where I start. That's the question. I'm going to say. There's been sports anime around since like the fucking 70s. So it's like, yes. boy, do we have a bunch.
0: But that's the Man. thing. If I'm going for a very specific show that came out in the last year, I have to be narrow. The question is, how narrow?
3: I'm thinking like 10, 15 years. 10 I'll years, go 20, 2009
0: to 2022.
1: Okay. Spencer, what do you, what do you think you, the, what Avengers range do you want for this? I
2: was actually going to go around the same. I was going to go a bit, uh, I was going to go, yeah, around, uh, I was going to do just a decade, just 2023
1: to 2013. I'll say, I'll just leave it a change then yeah. to that. twenty twenty two. That, that actually seems, that's a good range, honestly. Yeah. Then in that case, okay. For included genres, how do you want to do? So, so normally, what I like to do sometimes is like give you guys like two genres you'd like to include. I think, game because we have sports, I
0: might just have you guys add like one or two each. That's the thing. The sports randomizer is very particular because if we Mm -hmm. don't do it a certain way, we might not get a sports show. Yeah, that is so. so The 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 rule is it needs to be at least sports. And we Uh can't exclude too much. Because if we exclude too much, that narrows the options too much. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm going to say to make it
2: so that it's not obviously going to be Blue Lock.
0: I mean, it might not. There's still like a lot of layers there. Trust me,
1: I've actually tried to get Blue Lock. It's actually shockingly difficult to get it. But what I'm going to
2: say is we can either... Do one and in one include one, exclude one uh-huh. each, or we can include two if you want and exclude one.
0: That's I was. That's fine with me.
1: <laughs> include one, if, and include two, and yeah, include two, exclude one. I think and that you don't have to do yeah.
0: two if you don't want to.
1: Exactly. You don't have to do. It's like a yeah, and you don't even have to exclude if you don't want to either. So yeah, just, exactly. So for including Spencer, what do you want to include? I would like to include uh, drama. Alright.
2: And I would like to include um one second. God damn it, I forgot how important this uh drama and we'll say school.
4: School. Well,
2: no, that- no, not not school, slice of life.
4: Okay.
3: Shane. I'm gonna go to the safe option. I'm gonna include Shonen. Alright. And that's it. I'm gonna put in an action as well, because a lot, a lot of sports shows
1: are also action, are classified as action shows. If you remember, now what do we want to exclude? You don't have to exclude anything. Uh, I'm thinking. I know. Okay, so Spencer, what do you want to exclude? I mean, I just want to do the obvious ones. The just etchy, harem, just etchy and harem, and, and that's it. That's yeah. That's all I I do. It's, it's just so Shane, you just want to do etchy harem, and just that's it. I think that's fine, honestly, because I don't think there's any sports fucking isekai we can keep that in.
3: And if there <laughs> is, I'm actually
1: kind of. And if there was, I'm actually kind of curious on how that would work. Honestly, uh, that sounds like an isekai I would actually watch. Um, so yeah, all TV ratings, all watch links, 11 to 24 episodes, score range from six to 10, year range from 2009 to 2022, including
3: sports, drama, slice of life, shown in in action, and excluding etchy and harem. All right, let's Are we see good what to we'll go. Get... Yeah, I have never heard of this. Well, it's well, definitely it's... not blue lock then. Yeah.
0: is it legal? What is it called? Oh, oh, it's about
1: airsoft guns. Okay. Oh, is this okay. some dory? Uh, it is uh, the no no no. We got uh, the action comedy shonen slice of life sports. Wow, we literally got. The ones that are in our fucking picks, okay. Um, the Ahiru X machine gun, um, what? What? which from, from um, Studio what? Brain's base and owned by Sentai, it is on iDive apparently. Um, okay. At least it should be. Um, How do
0: uh,
1: you go check? Go, ch- go A- Ahiru X machine gun. I mean, I'll post it in the podcast. Um, I'm on it. Find out if it's legally available. If it isn't, we'll redo the randomizer. I am on it. It is legally available on Nope, never mind.
2: I
0: was gonna say it's Is it not legally available? available? Hang on, hang on. No, I got I'm it. I got
1: it. Chain check to see if it's owned according to this, it's owned by Sentai.
0: It is on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll? Ok, it's legally allowed then.
1: Uh, Hotaru Tachibana has a strong sense of justice and cannot help just cannot help confronting those who choose to perform malicious acts. Furthermore, Hotaru is actually a girl who likes to disguise herself as a boy. Ok. After hearing rumors that her best friend was tricked by the popular host of a local club, Hotaru seeks to punish the evildoer. Upon arriving at the club, however, she is challenged to a so-called survival game by the host Masamune Matsuoka, where the first person hit by the bullet of a toy gun will lose. After the destructive fight which resulted in Hotaru's loss, Masamune chooses the young boy to join his survival game named Toy Gun Gun in order to repay the cost of damages that he has caused inside of the club. Although she is initially unhappy with this turn of revenge, Hotaru quickly begins to enjoy what survival games have to offer and is determined to pay off her debt, much to the dismay of Toto Yukimura, the other member of the club. As time goes on, Hotaru begins to develop a close friendship with the rest of the team and host and take part in realizing their dream of winning the top combat game. A tournament decided the best survival game team in Japan. This is basically airsoft. This is basically Auron Airsoft. I'm
0: just it's realizing this now. Or on airsoft. So yep. I don't mean to be a downer. But yes. because Moe lied to me. <laughs> it is not legally available, guys. Okay.
3: So in
1: that case, it, do we it still want to go through and watch it? Anyways, it's it, it, Apparently, it, according to Wikipedia, it is actually st- it's licensed by Sentai. It is legal. It is still licensed, and it has a dub out there so, somewhere.
0: So the thing is that apparently, at least in Canada, it has a Crunchyroll mm-hmm. page with nothing on it, and High Dive has the OVA. So they
3: must have gotten removed at some point. I. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Um, hmm. because six one half dozen seems interesting. If we
2: don't watch it, we don't watch it. Yeah,
1: I'm um, thinking we reroll. Okay, sounds good. We'll reroll that. Alright, I'll just plug in the shit again. It happens. This has happened before. Um, don't you love it when something is not legally available to watch? And that we can't watch it. Because, you know,
0: it. I was just double yeah. checking
3: and yeah, it is, it is not on either. So, <sighs> I don't yeah. like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Dude. Yep, that nothing we... comes up. So, yeah, <sighs> I, I plugged <sighs> right, in then. everything again. Let's try again. We got fucking blue lock. <laughs> the block is real. Are you <laughs> kidding me?
2: No fucking way.
3: We're doing blue lock, you know boys. Oh my god, guys, it's fucking real. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Alharu X Machine Gun, for not being legally available because you've made all of my dreams fucking come true.
2: I should have fought harder.
1: What do you mean you should have fought harder? The funny thing is. You should have fought harder to do the 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 show regardless of it being legally available. I
2: was going to say, the funny thing is, I fucking love Blue Lock.
1: (laughs) You just didn't want Shane to win. I
2: just didn't want (laughs) Shane to win.
1: Because
0: Blue Lock is too good. Uh, joke's on you, I always <laughs> win, baby. Matt, read the synopsis. Yochi Isagi
1: was mere moments away from scoring a goal that would have sent his high school soccer team to the Nationals, but a split-second decision to pass the ball to the teammate cost him that reality. Bitter, confused, and disappointed, Isagi wonders if the outcome would have been different if he had not made the pass. When the unstriker returns home, an invitation for the Japan. Japan, 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 football union awaits him. Through an arbitrary and biased decision-making process, Izagi is one of 300 U-18 strikers selected for a controversial project named Blue Lock. The project's ultimate goal is to turn one of the selected players into the star striker for the Japanese national team. To find the best participant, each diamond in the rock must compete against others in the series of soul and team competitions and rise to the top. Putting aside his ethical objections to the project, Isagi feels compelled to fight his way to the top, even if it means ruthlessly crushing the dreams of of, the, of 299 aspiring young strikers. Blue Lock is licensed by Crunchyroll Anderson Studio bit uh so let's so we're doing blue lock boys we've already seen blue lock so you know i i, I never finished it you never finished it. you gotta
2: finish i'm it. on i'm currently on episode nine so
1: ooh, ooh, oh you haven't good.
0: even gotten to the good shit yet i'm fully aware
3: all right so I um
0: always win
3: I'm Matt, aka Legion
1: Rex. You can find me on YouTube at Legion Rex, as well as on Twitter at Legion Rex, and also I'm sometimes stream on Twitch once on blue moon. I might be streaming this upcoming week, by the way, because oh. uh, I re because I just learned that uh, you can't actually finish the fucking cabaret stuff until you you know progress in the story, um, which fucking I got so because yeah, I got, I literally got to the fucking club Mo- like the fucking rival battle with Club Moon, but I literally can't do it. Until like I progress with the story um so oops, um rip um so I I guess I I have to play the game Ugh. God um but whatever, uh whatever uh, with me, I'm my co-host Shane Naked, the Bearded one you can find him on YouTube at Bearded gaming Network where you find posts podcast let's plays unboxings numerous other stuff you can also find him on twitter sometimes not as much as he used to but he's still day retweeting stuff and then he's also and then you can also find him on twitch where he now streams from every tuesday and thursday from seven to ten uh so you can go find him there where he will be continuing the year of sonic uh with pocket adventure
0: uh, the, on tuesday baby the pocket adventure
1: from the hit game console the neo geo pocket uh Everyone's favorite handheld system.
0: It's crazy because I'm going to be emulating it through my Steam Deck of all things, so it's going to be a fun time, dude. Mm-hmm. With me also, my co-spencer. Oh, you can find him on Twitter at Berry Burton with
4: two, two E's, e's. Two and
1: e's. he likes a lot of cosplay pictures. And he's the uh, uh, fan page for the Cincinnati Bengals, um, which will become more relevant because of Sports Month for sure. Yeah, so. Sports
2: Month, of course. Little hint, we might be seeing a uh, a fellow comrade
3: show up again.
4: hmm
3: hey. Will he will he admit that the blue lock is real? I no. mean
0: we'll, we'll, we'll have to find out.
1: We'll have to find out next time, which we will we see you for blue lock, where the blue lock is indeed real. The say, blue
0: lock is real.
1: I can always you
4: fucking wonder
0: so i Thought always win god i'm always Thank winning you. Fuck. god i cannot stand shane this is a wow.
1: it, shane shane's massive w
0: it's the it, biggest w i've had on the show in a while wait okay. what's that in your pants it's a w don't worry it's so you, massive you drop this king is there, is there a w in your pants or are you just excited to see anyway we'll see you for blue lock Bye. I'm so upset. Fuck yeah!
2: Yeah. yeah, love yeah. you too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>